And we're back. <laughs> we don't want to wait. I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and uh, first off, I mean, you know, I hate to pull back the curtain too much, Steph, for the listeners, but I got to ask. Uh-huh. Uh, we're recording a little later in the week, uh, about, about four or five days later. Actually, about four days later. And I said to you... Hey, since we're gonna wait extra long to record, why don't we just record? Why don't we just watch the rest of season five and talk about it? And I forgot you, that that and, happened. <laughs> so yesterday, you tweeted me vessel because you were surprised that I was watching the season five finale, and I'm like, yeah. So last night you powered through the last four episodes of Smallville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I had watched Cyborg. Blah 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 blah. I'd watched them like yeah. three times, uh-huh. and you were like, "Oh, you watched twenty four episodes?" <laughs> yeah, that's. I said that to you. You didn't go. What? what you, I know. I should, have, I should have said math. <laughs> Let's see. That doesn't add up. But I did. I was surprised. I was like twenty four twenty four hours of Smallville. I'm very surprised you watched. But all now eight I episodes did three times. Well, now I did these last four. I watched. I watched the four last night, and then I got up early this morning and watched. Uh, uh, Oh, crap. Uh, the one before Vessel. Oracle? Oracle and Vessel. Yeah, I watched them again. All right. So for those who uh, are trying hard to keep up, today we're going to be talking about uh, like eight episodes of Smallville. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Cyborg, Hypnotic, Void, Fragile, Mercy, Fade, Oracle, and Vessel. And I even watched The Vengeance Chronicles, the web series <laughs> that went along with uh. season five. So... I'll do a, a quick mention of that because uh, I know that's not your bag. Nah. I'll watch it. This is actually this this time was a lot more closer to a Smallville episode than any of the previous ones. It was pretty good pr- production value. Had music under it. Uh, I'll talk about it when we get to it. But first, let's talk about Cyborg. It's uh, written by Carolyn Dries, who from uh, Vampire Diaries. Yeah, and whose name was called out during the Smallville graduation. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she graduated with Clark and Lana. Um, and directed by Glenn Winter, who I just wanted to mention, he's the uh, he has been the Smallville director of photography, and uh, this is his first time directing, and uh, you're going to see his name more and more and more. He's he's a pretty solid director for the rest of the series. Oh, this is him. the one where we... Yep. This is the one where we meet another member of the Junior Lifeguard Association. <laughs> Yeah, in the episode, Lotta says, what does he look like? And I said, like famous Jet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Lee Thompson Young plays Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg, um, Disney star. I never watched the famous Jet Jackson. Yeah, that was like before Morgan's time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, um, he was also, curiously enough, uh, in uh, – the series Flash Forward, that, mm-hmm. one, that series that lasted one season. And you know what his character's name was? I saw that. Al Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find like any sort of like discussion about why his name was Al Goff, but I could not find anything. So I just his name was Al Goff. Weird. Weird. And uh, his last role was in Rizzolian Isles. He was like a regular on that show, but he suffered from bipolar disorder and depression and took his own life oh, in 2013. That's so sad. Yeah, he was 29. No one even knew that he took his own life until they started filming and was like, where's Lee? <gasps> oh, my Why gosh. That? Yeah, wow. right? So, so sad. He must have had it pretty bad. It's terrible. Breaks my heart. He's so pretty. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Actually, um, for some reason, I thought he was. Uh, I thought it was played by Bow Wow, <laughs> but maybe that's maybe Bow Wow plays somebody else that I've watched. Somebody's yelling at their <laughs> phones right now. I'll look it up later. Anyway, my first note is: I wonder if Storage Wars is ever going to stumble on this lab. <laughs> <laughs> because when Vector escapes, he's just running past all these storage cabinets. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is a lab? <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that too. I was like, that's kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. <laughs> I mean, the episode looked good. It was shot. You know, there's a lot of action, a lot of running, a lot of. Yeah. It was great. It was fine. And it was kind of. Fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in this first batch, it's probably one of the best. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he, his introduction is much like uh, the Flash, because when he gets out in the Metropolis streets, he somehow interacts with one of our main cast members. And this time, it, he uh, Lana's famous purple SUV smashes right into him. <laughs> so no more purple SUV, I guess. No, he has like a red one. A few a few episodes later. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, did yeah, we see not- it in the finale? But- <laughs> no, she's driving a red one. Um, yeah, it's not like uh, Jonathan Kent's truck that just constantly is getting repaired. <laughs> um, okay, so um, uh, yeah, there's a Victor takes Lana to the hospital, and Clark gets there, and Lana po- points out, like, "Hey, how did you get here so fast?" Ah, uh. and and I like I liked when Clark catches up with him, and he's and he's like, you know, what's what's up with you? And he says, uh, "Milk it does a body good." Um, and when Clark X-rays him, this is obviously Cyborg is based on the DC superhero Cyborg, which uh, most notably, most lately has been in the uh, Justice League movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, and where so all you, that stuff is on the outside in the movie. Yeah, it's on right. the inside, this television Yeah, when he X-rays show. it, it looks like the reg- like DC's Cyborg, <sighs> but it's all on the inside, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah... Uh, my next note is I told Jay the explosion would come back, which, which is because uh, Clark was actually filmed or yeah, uh, it's kind of photographed. Amazing that this is the first time that this has happened. Yeah, you know that there was like video evidence of Clark's abilities. Cat quit playing with the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, it just just but, happens to have a camera outside that warehouse. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think. That Lionel would have no- he wouldn't have known to look for it right. if he wasn't Jarrell. I guess so, but again, like his motivations are really weird, and they call it out in the Smallville book I have. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's just kind of like an interesting thing they're doing. The thing they're doing where it's like you don't know from one minute to the next if Lionel is going to be good or not. Right? And, uh, he's yeah. he's trying to gain Martha's uh, trust. Mm-hmm. But he goes about it in a bad way. <laughs> he goes about yeah. it in a dishonest way. But yeah. it's kind of like his intentions are good. I guess that's what makes Lionel so such a compelling character is mm-hmm. the mixture of, you know, bad good and good. Evil. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it's weird. It's like this is a total Lionel setup plot where he's going to end up um, – Trying to get close by playing the hero to Martha, but you know this is also a way that Lionel would 
would gain like power over somebody else if this was any other person. This is just to get close to Martha. Mm-hmm. And Martha, by the way, I wrote down wearing heels and pearls when she comes out. Um, <laughs> Martha was looking fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I don't think I've ever seen Martha in heels before. <laughs> yeah, Martha, she's. <sighs> Now that Jonathan is gone and she's the senator, she's a completely different character. Oh, a different character? I don't think she's a different well, character. Well, you know, different. well, not a different character, but she's very much different. She's has just has a yeah. different role, has a has yeah. a different just a different dynamic. But mm-hmm. also this Lionel getting close to Martha is it's mirrored with it's so much like Alex mm. and, and Lana. Like Lex is like, oh, let me be honest with you. Let me tell you everything. I'm going to tell you everything like Clark never did. I'm going to be so super honest. And he's (laughs) not. Yeah. And of course, um, the fact that uh, Cyborg is lying to his girlfriend and, you know, that's also mirrored in Clark and Lana's relationship. Yeah. Like Lana has a line here. What's he going to do? Keep lying to her and hope she doesn't realize how different he is? Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. I like when uh, Clark. Um, I think he. Wait a second. Where's? What did he say? I, I don't know. Clark sometimes says, "You're not the only one that drinks a lot of milk," which was pretty funny. And they reference that Victor is bionic, which uh, there's actually some six million dollar man references in yeah. this episode. Um, Lex says, "Bring him to me. I have the technology." <clears throat> and that's. Uh, <laughs> Reference to uh, gentlemen, we can rebuild them. We have the technology. Um, I don't know if there was another one. Hey. Oh yeah, Lex tells Victor that the cost of turning him into a cyborg was a lot steeper than six million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like those callbacks. Um, so yeah, Lex and Clark are at odds again because Luther Corp owns Syntechnics, and uh, you know, Lex. It's funny these like these times when. There's another superhero that shows up on the show. Like Lex, like completely goes into supervillain mode. He's got people strapped to chairs and torturing them, and but he's doing it for their best intentions, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. So, oh yeah, there's a scene where um, Victor and Clark are in the barn. I think Lana's there too, and an assassin tries to get Victor, mm-hmm. and uh, Clark just like throws him into the bar- through the barn wall or something. And, like, throughout the rest of the time, I was like, what did Clark do with that assassin? Like, did he just, like, get up and walk away? Yeah. There's no cops that showed up to arrest him or anything. Yeah, I'm tired of watching people get tossed around. That's just their <laughs> yeah. go-to. It's just people being tossed ar- across the room. It's very much the age. kind of getting... Because <laughs> B.A. Brackus could never punch somebody straight in the face. He had to just throw them. Uh, or the Incredible Hulk TV show. Hulk uh, was constantly throwing people around. Because, yeah, if Clark, like, punches people, you know, it's going to just cave their face in. And, I mean, I like the tap. Every once in a while he does the tap where he just kind of taps them on the top of the head and they fall over. But it kind of looks ridiculous if this is, like, a villain you're supposed to be kind of, you know, scared of or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so the heart has a, a way to cloud, cloud one's better judgment. Interesting. Um, oh, there's a Dr. Krieg here. Um, who's trying to find Victor, and he's played by Mackenzie Gray. Um, Mackenzie was in Man of Steel. He played Jax Ur, who was one of Zod's like henchmen, and he was also in Legion. D- did you watch Legion? Oh 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy has an interesting face. Yeah, he was the eye. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to say that he's going to be showing up later as a different person. Oh. Um, so, yeah, Lex is very supervillain. He's, um, you know, rather than show empathy to this poor guy who's got, gotten experimented on, he's trying to, like, <clears throat> win him over so he's uh, they can just turn him into a drone. Which is just kind of shitty, a shitty thing to do to another human person, human being, you know? <clears throat> but uh, I like that bust in. Clark rescues him, and they both, like, jump off the roof, and l- when they land, it shatters the pavement. Uh-huh. That was very cool. And when Victor and Catherine finally reunite, we have this scene where Clark and Lana are just, like, looking at each other from the, e- each side. I thought that was cool. It's like, oh, man, it's almost over. Mm. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and the last bit of here is uh, Lionel looking at that video, and he says to, says to it, your secret is safe with me, Kal-El. Mm, how does he know that name? <laughs> if he wasn't Jor-El. Mm. Um, and my last note for this episode is during the filming of this episode, Tom Welling fell ill for the first time in five years, and production was halted for four days while he recovered. What? I'm assuming fell ill for the first time in five years. While they were filming, yeah, <laughs> like this is the first time he was so ill that he couldn't film. Wonder what it yeah. like the flu or something. Must have been something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you have anything else to say about cyborg? Nope. <laughs> we're having less and less need- needle drops here. This kind of sucks. Uh, okay, so Vengeance Chronicles pretty much takes place um, between cyborg and hypnotic. So. Um, let me just tell you about that really quick. Okay. Uh, they actually referenced that Lex is in Russia. There's this part where Luther Corp, L- Luther Mansion is busted into and Lex isn't there. And, and they say that Lex is in Russia. And, uh, that little connection is because, um, he's actually tracking down Simone who we meet in hypnotic mm. to get him to work. Yeah. So yeah, this is really like a, a small little episode. I mean, they, they even use like the daily planet. They use, um, they use Luther Mansion. And they've got the score going on underneath. They don't have the whole thing where it's like Chloe talking to Pete behind the camera or anything. It is just mm-hmm. literally like an episode of Smallville. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we Lex, find it. Oh, Lex okay. being in Russia looking for Simone. I mean, Lex is a very busy. Like, every time we see Lex, <laughs> he's sitting in his desk mm-hmm. and Lana comes barging in there or Clark comes barging in there. <laughs> but he's very Lex. busy because yeah. he's got that ultrasound radar thing. Weapon going on. He's got the, <laughs> yes. he's gathering up all these viruses from around the world. He's, he's building cyborgs. He's building cyborgs. He's looking for <laughs> for Simone. People like Simone to use mm. as you know for his own personal gain. You know he's what he's doing also the, uh, multitasking like crazy. There's also the uh, level thirty three point one, which is uh, seems to be a place where he's collecting metahumans or meteor freaks because uh, you know we've. We saw Mikhail going down there mm-hmm. um, in Spell, and uh, they brought it up here again because, um, you know, spoiler alert, they're going to be – they wanted to remind us of level 33.1, which was a kind of a thing they dropped because it's coming back. Um, <laughs> so in this episode um, – or web short – um, we find out what happened to Andrea. She didn't like run out of the city like it was implied. Like she just uh-huh. basically took her costume off and went home and hoped that Clark wasn't gonna like <laughs> track her down by her name. Just decided to live her life and and she's still working at the Daily Planet. 
<laughs> so, uh, so she's just like, I don't know. She murdered somebody, and it's like, well, if I if I stop being uh, a superhero, I guess Clark won't uh, try to res- arrest me or whatever. What he, whatever he can do. Um. So yeah, she's going. She's basically telling Chloe about this the, the story about what's been going on with her. She went back to her apartment, and this guy named uh, Nick Yang. Um, uh, well, she goes back to her apartment, and she finds these guys looking for her, uh, alleged, you know, people from level thirty three point one trying to take her in. And uh, Nick Yang is an escapee from level thirty three point one, and uh, um, saves her because he's he he can take electricity from. Um, things and then fire them back at them like um, Lemonhead did in the episode Mortal. <laughs> um, you still with me? <laughs> Lemonhead? Who's Lemonhead? <laughs> you remember from The Shield? I, I call oh, him Lemonhead because oh. I, I can never remember his name. Kenny Johnson. Ah, Kenny Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, this sequence is... Uh, some great effects. We have like a stun gun shooting electricity and him grabbing it in his hands and throwing it back. It's positively like a, a nice superhero effect for, you know, a web short. It's crazy. And, um, yeah, he says he was, uh, uh, being experimented on and there's this whole thing where they go up to the roof and she jumps off the roof with him and holds him and then kind of floats to the ground. And that's a whole huge effect scene too. So that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is not just Pete following Chloe around with the camera. This is an episode of Smallville. Anyway, hmm. we find out that he he has a girlfriend who's also a media freak, and it turns out to be Molly Griggs from Delete, played by uh, Missy Peregrine, who mm. um, was says that huh? <laughs> was boring. Go ahead. W- was boring. Oh, Delete. Where she yeah. emailed people and made them kill each other. <laughs> Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Apparently, they wanted to have her back, but it never happened. So they put her in this short. Um, and this is around the time when she started uh, working on Heroes, anyway. Mm. So basically, Nick and Molly want Andrea's help to break into Luther Mansion and get these level thirty three point one files off of Lex's laptop, and then release them. And when they get there, it turns out. You know, Molly is installing this program on Lex's laptop called Samurai Sword. The, the program <laughs> says like installing Samurai Sword, and uh-huh. Andrea's like, "Wait, wait a second! You're supposed to be like releasing files on the internet. Um, what, what are you doing here? What is the Samurai Sword program?" And it turns out that Molly is putting a program on his computer that when he looks at it, he's going to grab his own Samurai Sword and kill himself with it. Oh Lord! <laughs> this is um, this is a program called Samurai Sword. That uh-huh. makes you want to kill yourself with your own samurai sword. <laughs> just wanted to repeat that. Uh, <laughs> so I guess Nick is kind of complicit. They just needed Andrea's help to get in there. And uh, But Andrea, of course, is now not into murder at all. She got her lesson from Clark. She's a good person uh-huh. now. Yes. And so... Yes. Yeah. So, she, her lesson from Clark, which Clark learned from Jonathan. So Jonathan's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Legacy lives on. Yes. So yeah, Andrea talks Nick, who's you know complicit with the whole thing, to stop Molly because killing is not the way. And um, so Nick actually uh, zaps the computer with his electricity powers, and that's kind of where the story ends. Chloe, there's this one last scene with Chloe. Like Andrea finishes her story with Chloe on the lap uh, on the roof of the Daily Planet, which is kind of a cool set. Mm-hmm. And. Um, 
you know, we're going to see that in the future. Um, and Andrea says, uh, you know, if you need me, you know, I'll be on to my next adventure. So I'll give you my first, my first scoop on that and kind of jumps off the roof and, uh, yeah, it's never heard of again. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, I just wanted it was a much, it was, it was really like a, an episode of Smallville, but it was kind of just starring Andrea, Andrea Rojas. Mm. I wonder if they wanted to do a spinoff. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's very much Birds of Prey with her, you know? Now, when was Bir- Birds of Prey was like way before this? It was like 90s. Yeah, it's been and gone, I think. It was like, oh, not, no, it wasn't 90s. It was during Smallville's run. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That I think show it was like looked- first or second season. That show looked terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they spent like right. no money on it. Yeah. Yeah, but. Oh, Huntress. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to Hypnotic. This is the Hypnotic. one where a stupid girl with a stupid amulet breaks Lana and Clark up. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you said you thought Cyborg was probably the best. I think this was probably the best. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can see why. Because Steph likes bad Clark. <laughs> yes, I do. And Clark is pretty evil in this episode. Oh, he's so bad. He, under the control of uh, of Simone. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. first, immediately, I thought, okay, you know, everybody assumed that when Michael and Tom were talking about that hot girl that Tom was, like, attracted to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought was, maybe... Uh, Alicia? Y- well, uh, y- y'all su- suggested it was Alicia, but what if it was this yeah. girl? I can see this too. You're right. Oh no, she's got. I believe they legs. said it was blonde. I, I believe they said it was a blonde. Yeah, skinny and legs. It didn't seem like. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, there is a teaser to this whole thing. Um, we go to Vancouver, Honduras, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> with some and, ferns like set out. <laughs> yeah. And then in one, and, in one, I think it's the next episode when when Clark goes, you can see his breath. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Like, oh, I, I wish that. they could have digitally <laughs> erased that. That would have been so much yeah. better. But this is very X-Files. This is like, you know, people in protective suits looking for an alien craft, and then the alien uh, takes them out. And, and yeah, this is uh, this is the reintroduction of uh, Professor Milton Fine. He's back. I knew he would be back. Because just <laughs> like... Just like when Pierce got shot and was in the hospital mm. for several episodes, you know. You're saying Hawkeye Pierce? No, Pierce owned Lucifer. Uh, oh, okay. Because <laughs> wow. Tom okay, can't yeah, be yeah. in every episode. He's just a yeah, right, he's just right. a guest, you know, a guest star. There's, you know, it's so many episodes per season, and it's spread out over the entire season. I knew Milton Fine would be back. I'm so excited that. Um, Pierce and Lucifer are going to get married. Oh my god! That teaser photo. So amazing. <laughs> They're like on a honeymoon. Squee. <laughs> <laughs> that show. Anyway. That show is so terrible. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Did you watch the one, the returning episode? The one that they they did when they came back for like a week. Yeah, it was like a flashback episode. Oh yeah, that was terrible. It's like, what, why are we watching this? We don't need to see this. Yeah, it did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's on. We don't want a Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. uh, but catch that. I mean, the show, it's so weird. It's so bad in so many ways, but it's so yeah. charming in so many ways. Yeah. It's cute. I need, it's some shows you just kind of fall in love with the cast, or at least most of the cast. Mm-hmm. And that's one. That's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. I love I love when Maze shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care for Chloe. Cool. I think Chloe's terrible. Yeah. 
she's kind of a she's not really good. Okay, but you know, it's like I like everybody around her, so yeah. it's it, it helps. <laughs> anyway, catch us on our spinoff podcast. We don't want to lose her. <laughs> All right, hypnotic. Um, so yeah, me, this is a Clark is and a, Lana are still trying. They're trying. They're trying, and even, yeah, after reckoning, you were thought it was over, but mm-hmm. here they are, like on a date. And they're talking about dates they've had. They went to a dance lesson, um, and Clark was obviously awful at dancing. Um, and uh, so Lana's trying to convince him to come back to the dorm room, and he says, "It's going to rain tomorrow, and I got to put up some tarps." I said, "Is that a sex sa- safe sex metaphor?" <laughs> yeah, Lana's like, "You don't want to have sex with me. What is wrong with you?" Yeah, right. I mean, look at me. <laughs> no, look uh, at her. <laughs> and yeah, to add insult to injury, you know, Lana walks out and in walks Simone and she's got this huge Dr. Mindbender amulet and um, she just completely hypnotizes Clark straight up. And I love this like extreme close up they do on Clark's face. <laughs> and uh, then they, they go out to the alley away out to the alley together and Clark is very handsy and Lois oh, yeah. sees it all. He's got his hands like on, on her butt and everything. Uh- yeah, mm-hmm. it's really amazing how much like heavy petting uh, Clark does with these girls, and then nothing <laughs> ever happens. He doesn't follow <laughs> yeah, right. through. Still a virgin. <laughs> well, he's not a virgin anymore, but before it was. Well, you yeah. know, he can't be. He can be. He can be not a virgin with Lana, but he can't be tainted by other girls. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love that this is like. Another piece of Lex's manipulation. Yeah, so Lana I will be it, with them. Right, that, that you know, like halfway through the episode, we're told that oh, this is this is a scheme by Lex. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when Lana like goes to the Luther Mansion um, to just you know talk aliens with Lex, and Lex is sitting behind his desk with his laptop. I fully expected him to spin the laptop around, and there'd be surveillance footage of uh, Clark dry humping Simone in that alley. <laughs> See, see these secrets that Clark keeps from you. See how much better I am. Um, all right, so. But why does Simone not tell Lex about Clark's powers? I mean, I mean, okay, well, I just said it about Lana, but I can say it about Clark. Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also, it's like Simone's probably smart enough to go to know, like, with it, with a guy like Clark under her power. And all the things she oh, she was about him. She was keeping his powers to herself, to use yeah. herself. And to use herself. Because, because she uh, did tell Clark in the end to kill Lex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that Lois describes this to Chloe as last tango at the, cl- at the town. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, uh, I love all these times where Clark and Lois walk in on each other with other people. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some loft, um, hotness between Clark and Simone and, um, and yeah, just, I, I, I really hurt. I really felt yeah. hurt when Lana walked in. Yeah. It, you're, you're watching it and you're like, oh my gosh, she is so hard. I'm so tired of watching Lana's heartbreak. Yes. And this, it's even worse. And and you're like, oh, well, it's going to be okay as soon as they defeat Simone and 
everything goes back to normal and Clark explains everything. But you're like, even if that does happen, it doesn't it doesn't take away that Lana is broke. Her heart is breaking right now and she's in so much mm-hmm. pain right now. And then, you know, you find out later that uh, Clark is not going to explain and he's going to keep going with this. And that's heartbreaking. And then I'm watching this. I'm watching it the second time while Morgan watches it the first time. She said, oh, this is no big deal. Clark will explain everything at the end and and they'll be back together. It's it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be. And then you're like, oh, Morgan, you're in for a heartbreak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was I was kind of frustrated, you know. I, I I was like, either the writers hate Lana and want to see her suffer, or they're just like looking for a way too easy way to push Lana into Lex's arms. Mm-hmm. You know, so when Lana stumbled upon that, that's how I was feeling. But at the end, when Clark makes this like horrible decision, I, I felt at least like Clark is making this decision rather yeah. than just being like, oh he's man, making, she's found he's this making girl. this There's decision no way to explain it. because he's like us. He's tired of Lana being heartbroken. He's tired of breaking yeah. her heart and he wants to just end this, but he does it in a, such a terrible way, such mm-hmm. a heartbreaking way. And yeah, when we find out, um, that Lex is blackmailing Simone to, um, to get Clark, I, I was just—I just wrote down. Wow, this is really low, Lex. Like this is, like, what happened to Lex? I just—I don't know. It's another example of like, oh man, maybe like evil Lex did actually take over Lex. You know? mm-hmm. Um, I like when Clark bends the bat into an S shape yeah. and holds it in front of his chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can run really, like- really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also like that we get some callbacks. Chloe's like, well, he's not on Red K because he's doing his chores. And he's not on Silver K or he'd be thinking the pitchfork is attacking him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I like that Chloe, like, goes along. I'm so glad you and Clark are together. He really needed somebody like you because he's been so mopey (laughs) since him and Lana broke up. And it was just to steal her her driver's license so she could figure out who she was. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, so and it's great too because you know I, I got to give it up to the Clarkers. Uh, Chloe immediately knows that Clark is under mind control, right? Under the influence of something. Lana is just like, "Oh my god, he's hurting me again!" and runs away. <laughs> and you know, uh, I just made a note here: if there's one short cam- if there's one shortcoming of this series and watching it in binge, it sticks out how many times people are mind controlled or under the influence of something or possessed. You'd hope these characters would be smarter with so much experience, but it's mm-hmm. a lot like how they get over tragedy so easily. It helps the standalone story with these characters not having a ton of baggage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on one way it works, and then another way because you, you, they just be walking around like depressed drones all the time. I'm, assur- I'm assuming by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If they weren't able to let some of this stuff go or forget about things. Yeah. There's so many things you have to just go with. Yep. Um, oh, I, I like that scene back in Vancouver, Honduras, um, <laughs> where Lex meets with Fine. And they decide to team up. But, like, Lex is like, I know about you. And, like, Marsters has this, you know, Terminator uh, uh-huh. <laughs> dagger behind his arms. During, his finger, yeah, and, his finger sword. His finger, that's right. And it's like, oh man, he's going to totally murder Lex. Uh-huh. But he's not a professor, and and this is another you thing. Must work for the government. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how is all this happening? But I, I, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, it's right here when they start saying they're going to work together, but it's like episodes later when they start talking about like Lex collecting viruses, and I was just like, "What? Where did this come from?" Yeah, like, I, I think it's that they're going to work together to collect this virus, but Lex is hedging his bets by creating the uh, the uh, words uh, antivirus. Hmm. Antivirus? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, they're working together, but they don't trust each other. So they're kind of, you know, mm. it's just the, they're lying, but they're telling the truth and then they lie. And yeah. He doesn't trust fine. He's not completely working with him. So we find out Simone is actually using her daddy's amulet. <laughs> she just like and, murdered uh, her dad and took his amulet yeah. because he was doing good things with it. Mm hmm. Yeah. He was like a doctor or something. Um, and Chloe realizes it's going to be It's probably kryptonite time right now Because Clark's going to hurt somebody um, So yeah Lois is in Is uh, on to this You know obviously not the kryptonite thing But um, you know she knows that Clark is under some sort of influence And goes back to the farm And um, <laughs> So uh, What is it He reports that he and Simone are oh he and Simone are running away to California, probably Vancouver, California, and uh, <laughs> uh, Lois attempts to stop them. But on Simone's command, Clark knocks Lois unconscious. He taps her. And, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. He she gets that she gets the famous head tap. Uh, my favorite part here was when Lois wore sunglasses because she thought that was going to stop. <laughs> and uh, and it, there's this whole like eerie scene where. Um, Clark tells Martha that he's leaving with her to California. Martha's like, "What?" And then someone's like, "You really like this? You're very happy about this?" And Martha's like, "Yay! Good, good for you! I'm so happy to see you go." Yeah, have a good time. And then Lois wakes up to Martha pointing a shotgun at her. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't care if she's under the influence or not. Uh, Chloe takes a freaking rolling pin to Martha's head. Mm-hmm. I was not happy with that. Yeah, well, like she felt pin. she felt bad. She was like, "I just knocked out Mrs. Kent." I know. And they kind of played it for comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's this whole conversation between Clark and Lex. And I like, like, Clark throws Lex like across the room. And Lex is like, Clark, you've been hypnotized. How else could you throw me across the room like that? I was like, I didn't know mind control works that way. I know. I was like, that makes no sense, but okay. Um,. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Chloe wrestles with Simone's gun and ends up murdering Simone. So, uh, yeah, goes back to normal. And then we're like, okay, so this is where Clark goes to Lana and explains everything, and they make up and they get back together just for him to break her heart over and over again. No. Yep. Um, let me read here from the Book of Smallville. That was the episode where we finally broke Clark, Clark and Lana up, series co-creator Al Goff declares, looking back on this pivotal Season 5 installment. He laments, however, that they allowed Clark and Lana to remain a couple for so long. One of the things that I really didn't like about Season 5 is that Clark and Lana should have broken up in the 100th episode, but instead she sort of hangs on for a couple episodes, and finally, finally we were like, guys, we have to break them up. There has to be a break. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but I mean, I, I liked it because it was it was sad. It was like you know this can't continue. Mm-hmm. You know there's got to something's got to give. And uh, was it Lana or uh, sorry, was it Lois that says? Oh no, Martha actually says maybe deep down you don't think that she's the one. Yeah, <clears throat> Martha is is officially off Team Lana. 
and uh, I think you know she's you know having a nice relationship with uh, Lois. I'm thinking maybe uh, if Clark starts thinking about Lois, maybe she won't be too upset about that now. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, she says to she says to him like maybe you don't think she's the one. Look, and she notes that you did, he didn't just break her heart. Like she, he gave her a reason to hate him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh so yeah, that that's that's definitely a distinction. Um and of course Lex plays this right to his hands, you know. Says you're not stupid. You just put your wrong, you just put your trust into the wrong person. Because and, baby, uh, you can trust me. I'll tell mm-hmm. you the truth. <laughs> And from the book of Smallville, uh, Michael Rosenbaum feels that Lex's actions in trying to break up Clark and Lana in this episode are justified. Even though in earlier years in Smallville, Lex had been a supporter of the Clark-Lana pairing. I think he's given up a lot on Clark, especially in season five, Rosenbaum comments. Every time he made a mistake or every time he said anything that Clark didn't like or respond to, Clark would break into his office and tell him what a jerk he was. I think that Lex got tired of it and was like, he doesn't trust me. He doesn't want to be my friend. He doesn't want to give me a chance. Uh, Rosenbaum continues pondering his character's motivations in pursuing Lana. I think that ultimately, sometimes you'll do anything for what you want to get what you want. And for that moment, Lex was doing it more for himself uh, so he could be with Lana than to break Lana and Clark up. Mm-hmm. So, um, he was probably and, he was like you keep coming into my office every episode <laughs> complaining about Clark. He it's literally t- says episode. <laughs> yeah, it's time to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for you to move on to somebody you can trust. And in the end of the episode, we have another uh, look at Milton Fine, who has now turned himself into many different duplicates. Off to search Honduras, Vancouver for something. I don't know. <laughs> um, a couple of notes here at the end. Uh, as of this episode, Tom Welling became the actor who's played Clark Kent for the longest consecutive number of episodes. The previous record holder was George Reeves at 104 episodes. Oh, wow. And this episode was dedicated to Dana Reeve. She died of cancer no more than two years, two years, two years. After what? Years after she was 44. Oh, my gosh. So sad. And that is how old I am. Mm. Um, more like half of that. Come on. Yeah. Off short. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a needle drop in this episode, and it was the All American Reject song, Dirty Little Secret. Oh, yeah. And playing while Clark is making out with Simone. Anything else about this episode? Eh. No. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Void. This is the one where I want where I want to watch Flatliners again. And, uh, I kind of get to I see do Flatliners <laughs> because this episode is Flatliners. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This whole teaser scene where Lana is tapping her foot. Hmm. What is what is up with that? And he and she when she gets to the guys the guy in the lab she said that she had to ditch her roommate. You don't know her roommate, but Chloe was nowhere around. Like explain all that. <laughs> <laughs> Read from the book of Smallville. Uh, uh, it's not anything referenced chapter, in there. Chapter, <laughs> verse. Yeah. Uh, when doth Chloe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I just figured it, this is the beginning of Lana the Junkie in this episode, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, come well, on. I, I mean, it's not ridiculous because, I mean, it works. It works because mm, they had to have. I, mean, I don't think it works. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, okay. I'm not a fan of Flatliners because... And I own an Blu-ray. 
because of science. The 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 original <laughs> because of facts and fi- and facts and you know, but um, like I don't like stuff like that. I just don't. I don't like medical stuff mm. because I live medical stuff, right? And right. I know what medical stuff is, and I don't buy this crap. This is why we're not covering ER recently released no. on Hulu. All three hundred fourteen episodes well, is their next now, project. You know, I remember I was so into <laughs> ER because that's when I was in respiratory school. Yeah, because you know I am forty four years old, <laughs> and uh, I yeah, and I, and it was very realistic. And I they never say watched it. That, oh, you haven't watched it? Yeah, no. And I've been hearing that like I got to at least power through the first five seasons, and I've been trying to get my wife to sit down and watch it with me, and we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I would like to watch an episode again and see if it really was as authentic as I felt like it was at the time, mm-hmm. because. No television show or movie ever gets it right, <laughs> and I can't. I just can't deal with that, even if it's just a little bit off. Like The Big Sick, the only reason I could get into that movie was because it was from the layman's perspective, where they mm. didn't know anything right. about a medically induced coma, a thoracitis, a, a <laughs> pneumothorax. You know, <laughs> they're just as clueless as everybody else. So that was. I could live with that, but and it was more in reality because it was what they had lived through. But like medical students making themselves die and then bringing themselves back to experience this euphoria, nah, no thanks. But, it is but, so fun but okay, so now I got to tell you why this oh, works because we had to have an episode of Lana being distraught, not being able to, you know, having to live with mourning the end of hers and Clark's relationship. Right. We and and she is very messed up, but she went from she went she got to being very messed up very quickly. Mm, exactly. And then and then okay very quickly. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was the other thing. It's like she's like a junkie. She's straight up stealing Lex's car to c- get money to take out to get this drug so she can go visit her parents again. And as soon as this guy is defeated, she is automatically okay again. <laughs> like she's looking good again and she's fine. Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. So also, like this is the one where Lana is dumb, and this is also one where Martha is dumb. <laughs> um. You know, she's just letting Lionel, you know, um, into her, you know, sphere, basically. Uh, yeah, and- yeah. Martha goes from, Lionel, uh, you can't come to my back door. You have to use my front door mm-hmm. to uh, Lionel being all up in her grill. You know, <laughs> yeah. all up, just very intimate with her. And he's offering the, the plane. I like that she has a press conference at the Talon because where else would you do a press conference? <laughs> oh, I want to know who is going to play Congressman Clayton because you know Congressman Clayton is coming. Who is Congressman Clayton? Is that somebody I they mentioned? Yes, they mentioned him like a couple of times. Brendan Fraser. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did Did you think Lance was wearing a wig? The, the yes. Main, yeah, me too. I was like, my wigdar is going off, and I don't usually have wigdar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Lana's parents got get some more work. These these two actors that like their IMDb credits are very short, but yet they've been on Smallville a few times, just in Lana's like dreams. <laughs> well, they were available. Yeah, it's just like available. the same actors from season one, episode one. It's craziness, and they were just well, soft and- for like a, a blink. <laughs> 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 
before they got annihilated. Yeah, and I, I'm like, that's not even her dad. It's not her dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened to Henry Small? That's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like that Clark hears about the that Professor Fine might be in Honduras, and like you know, in pure Superman style, he, like the next scene, he's in Honduras. Yeah, he's like, I think I'll go to Honduras right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he finds a wooden spaceship a boy had carved. Or, um, or before that, Chloe's looking at a picture and she finds fine in the picture. She like, well, where's fine. Waldo? Yeah. She looks at it. She's like, he's so fine. <laughs> there um, he is hiding in the in the uh, palm tree, in the ferns. Yeah, this is a sneaky picture of him peeking around some leaves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She finds him and then she calls Clark. And Clark uh, speeds to her dorm room and knocks on the door. She says... Uh, fast but oddly formal <laughs> And it's because He's like oh, I'm going to run into Lana Eventually She wasn't right. there but she came in And mm-hmm. they were all awkward oh, That awkward That first awkward um, meeting after you break up I know It's very strange it's very, very, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of emotion there Yeah mm-hmm. and uh, Clark's like You know she'll meet somebody eventually And mm-hmm. <laughs> Little does he know. <laughs> yes, somebody is going to be somebody he knows. Um, so Lana goes to see Lance in the middle of his anatomy class, and I like how the outside <laughs> of the lab it says "gross anatomy lab," and I'm like, "Thanks for the warning," because it was gross. <laughs> um, and she's like, "I just need a, I just need a fix." And oh yeah, I wrote down here, "What's worse, Steph, being addicted to magic or being addicted to flatlining?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's worse? I mean, I want your honest opinion. <laughs> uh, oh. At least addicted to flatlining only lasted one episode. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I I was. I, I mean, who wants to see their dead parents this badly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I miss my dad, but I want to be like robbing somebody to get to shoot myself up with this like f- formula that kills me just so I can see him. I just. Oh. Yeah, because that's why we have this. Uh, what's her name? What's the oh, other girl's the, name? Uh, Allie. Allie. We have her because she dies. So it's to make us worried that Lana will die. <laughs> yeah. Did you love her room? But uh, <laughs> Marilyn Manson. House of Wax, Corpse Bride. I'm like obsessed with death much. <laughs> and and the fact that every time we saw Lana's bed and then we see her bed and both of them are covered. I swear, they, between the two of them, they took out all the near-death experience books out of the campus library. Because <laughs> <laughs> each of their books are covered – each of their beds are covered in those books. Oh, and also, Allie, early on, we from her, we find out that this is not a hallucination. That mm. they are really in the afterlife and they are yeah. really talking to their uh, deceased loved one. Yeah. And it's even more compounded by the fact that when Lex tries to save Lana, he goes in the afterlife, and it's all of a sudden a Lexmas sequel. Like, Lex is talking to his mother again, and Lillian is pissed about Lex's choice. Mm. And then, so, see, that okay. was a reality. Yeah. Like I said, like it wasn't just a hallucination or uh, a what if. It was that was going to happen. So, yes, the afterlife is a real thing on Smallville. Like, they're really... Dead people that you can talk to if you get shot up with kryptonite or something. And how about when uh, Chloe revives Lex? She says, I figured the green stuff killed you. The other stuff would bring you back. (laughs) 
I just wrote, excuse me? Yeah, she was like, you were dead. What was the, what was the harm? Why not? I, could, I couldn't mess it up anymore. Yeah. Uh, so funny. And, uh, yeah, this is when Clark decides to come back to the episode. He's like, hey, welcome back. Um, and Chloe fills him in on everything that's been going on. Well, but also, also, mm. Clark, the reason this is such a Lana heavy episode is because Tom is prepping for the next episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Clark goes to rescue Lana and... Because there's kryptonite, his, he's weak enough to get injected with this uh, serum and goes back and sees Jonathan again. Yay! We knew he would show up. Jonathan had a good – don't feel bad. Don't feel bad that I'm dead. I had a good life. Right. I had everything I wanted. And I he's died protecting your secret. Mm-hmm. Lionel knows your secret. Keep your mother safe. Keep the yes. world safe. Find your destiny. And you're the symbol of peace. Mm-hmm. You're 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 not just a man. You're a symbol of peace. You're a symbol oh. of justice. I love it. I'm sorry. An American I eat that way. Stuff right up. <laughs> <laughs> I eat it right up. And I'm like, oh, Jonathan, no. And then you know, and he pushes him back. And you know, there's this whole like tunnel vision as Clark's going back to reality. Oh yeah, this is right when I wrote down the afterlife is real on this show. It's official. <laughs> Um, that's when we see uh, Martha wearing a nice red dress Ready to leave for dinner with Lionel Yeah and, uh, and Clark is like what the fuck is going on here Yeah well uh, Okay Jonathan sends Clark back to tell Martha To be weary of Lionel Yeah But she's about to leave with Lionel But he doesn't tell her No and, and I love it It's like the first thing he sees Is when he comes home Is Martha ready to go out And like a little dinner date with Lionel Not that it's a date or anything Completely professional uh, but she's looking good. Um, and well, we didn't mention how. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. We didn't talk oh, about sure. how Lana made made the guy fall on that saw. Ugh. Oh, like we didn't right. see anything. It it wasn't gory, really. It was, but it, just the idea of falling on that saw was just yeah. so disturbing. Uh, yeah. So another one down. Um, yeah, I like when Lionel, like Martha, exits the the house, and Lionel peeks peeks his head back in at Clark. He's like, "Good night." Clark. Son. Oh, <laughs> no, he, he doesn't Clark. say son. Oh, you're waiting for him to say either son or Kal-El, but he just says Clark. Mm-hmm. Oh. But he uh, does call him son a lot. We also find some good uh, science here. Um, good science? Where? What? <laughs> well, Chloe explains away that, I mean, because Clark was injected with, like, kryptonite, but as it turns out, if you die, kryptonite that's in your system is immediately neutralized. Oh, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, but, okay, see, Clark knows that, that Jonathan, what Jonathan said was true. He knows that Lionel knows a secret because he could feel his father, and he knows it in his heart that that was really Jonathan. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lame. Um, so, um, despite the oh, fact and, that, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, I was finishing it up. Go ahead. Just of that, uh, Lana goes in to see Lex again. <laughs> like, like when they sh- okay, when a scene opens up and Lex is sitting at his desk, you're like, okay, somebody's about to barge in. Who's it going to yeah. be? It's either going to be Lana or Clark. All right. So Lana comes in and uh, Lex tells her that he saw. You know, she's like, I'm sorry, I got you killed. There's no card. There's no card for sorry, I got you killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said, I saw my mother. She's so proud of me. 
And I'm like, Lex, that's like the opposite of what your mother said. Your mother <laughs> said you were going to kill a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, but that doesn't work with, well with the ladies. So the whole mom being proud of me is, you know, it's kind of wimpy, but it's also, it's a lot better than I'm going to murder millions. <laughs> um, and then Lana has a scene with Clark, and despite the fact that Lana is supposedly addicted to drug or near-death experiences, and she stole a Porsche, robbed a man, or let her mascara run, almost lets Lex and Clark die, etc., <laughs> at the end, when she visits Lex, she's totally recovered, her makeup is perfect, and she shows no signs of withdrawal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, got, I got that from trivia, but I thought that was hilarious. Uh, uh, Clark wants Lana to be happy, and she will be. She will be. Mm-hmm. Sad. Oh, so sad. And like I said about the whole portrayal of uh, Clark Kent uh, last episode, uh, this also this episode officially marks Smallville as the longest running Superman series. Mm-hmm. And it just surpassed Adventures of Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but of course you could have a case against that. Say who's not Superman though? He's Clark Kent right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything more about Void? Uh I mean, it was a good episode. I just didn't care for, you know, the Flatliners premise. I like the near-death experiences, like the actual experience, not how we got there. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't like it when they go too, I don't know, when it's too on the nose. It's too obvious that they got the idea from another movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, Yeah. I it's, like it when it's a little... Uh, Less obvious. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So the next episode is Fragile. Um, this is the one where Lex and Lana kiss and this girl breaks glass or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's also directed by the amazing Tom Welling. Yay, Tom Welling. I, have I mean, he did a good job with this. what he huh? – Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, he did a good job. He did a good job. I mean, it was fine. It was a fine yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't pick – which episode they get to direct? They just get a number. Mm-hmm. So it was just the the draw, the luck of the draw, mm-hmm. whatever he got, right. and it was just an okay episode. Uh, Tom has always paid attention, Greg Beeman says, and after he survived season one, starting with season two, he was always paying attention to not just what he was up to, but to what was happening outside of him. He was very interested in what the camera was doing, and he would always ask me questions about why we were doing such a piece of coverage or why did I think that it was important for that moment? Why did I think it was necessary to do that? He had a lot of opinions about shots. So Tom seemed like a natural to me. I wasn't even afraid of him directing because I knew his mind worked that way. And yeah, in the book of Smallville, there's actually a picture of him with like a baseball cap and some ear headphones on, you know, watching a scene being filmed. So, Oh, he wants to do it. He wants to produce a good show. He wants to produce a good product. And he does, he, he, and it's yeah. called Hellcats. Um, <laughs> you know what? I enjoyed Hellcats. I enjoyed Hellcats, too. <laughs> I did. I mean, you know, for the most part. I, I remember a lot of fun with that show. Mm-hmm. All right, so... I think it's uh, better than Dawson's Creek. There, now, I said it. Come on. You can, <laughs> now we lost half our listeners. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I can't agree with you there. But, uh, I mean, you know, we had 20 years at Dawson's Creek. I've been finally looking back on when we covered it, and you've been very upset about it. And, you know. Not upset about it. Just oh, not upset I saw it. that it was been 20 years since Dawson's Creek aired. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, I just, just thinking about how we covered it. Just, um, you know. The last couple it seasons just, dragged. They really did. <laughs> they sucked. Because they were in college. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just maybe it was just because it was one of those first. It was the first of its kind, and yeah. Kevin Williamson was, is a great writer. And then when he left, it was there was just like a void, you know. It, there were some episode. good. There were good characters, and um, you know, I don't think it was as great as people make it out to be. Uh, there's such great moments from Dawson's Creek. I can still remember it, and my memory is terrible. <laughs> but I mean, come on, Joey Potter singing on my own. Dawson walk, watching from us, uh, you know, from backstage with Pacey. Um, or I think Pacey wasn't there because he had to come out in his Braveheart uh, thing. Joey and Joey and Joey and uh, Pacey going off on the boat together. Uh, Joey, just Joey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got, Joey. When I think of Dawson's Creek, I think of Joey serving uh, at the restaurant. I think of. <laughs> Eddie, yeah. you think of Eddie, and you think of uh, Jensen Ackles' character. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> you think about Busy Phillips. Um, yeah, no, I think of like Andy and and Jack, and you know the the crew, like Jen, got his Michelle Williams. Oh, oh my gosh. God, Michelle Williams is Michelle such a fantastic Williams. actor. Yeah, she's the only reason why is I want to see all the money in the world. Yeah, because um, she's awesome. Anyway, we should talk about Smallville. Uh, Fragile. Fragile. Okay. There's a little girl. <laughs> she goes from foster parent to foster parent. Her new foster parent is An the idiot. campaign manager of Martha. She gets killed somehow. I didn't quite understand. But there well, what class. happens? Okay. Let me just pause you here. You know, mm-hmm. she is Matt, Maddie is freaking out. And all the glass in the house like explodes. And my note was, oh, we've all been here before, right? Am I right, parents? <laughs> <laughs> but I say Naomi died stupidly because all that glass explodes. And all of a sudden she sees her mirror vibrating, vibrating, vibrating. Mm-hmm. What does she do? She walks towards it. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, are you a moron? <laughs> so Naomi obviously dies. Um, and I just want to mention she's played by Anna Marie Deloise, who uh, plays a, t- a TV reporter in three episodes of season ten. So we'll see her again. Okay, reporting. On yeah, like we're su- Clark or something. This episode, we're supposed to be terrified of glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not really scared of glass. Wow, it's it's not something I'm afraid of. You're not afraid of glass. All right. No, because uh, like <laughs> Lois is terrified of this girl. Yeah, I would be too. Like, oh my god, my, what I, I mean, I guess so. If if uh, this little girl was in the vicinity of where a woman died, I mean, I guess yeah. you should be afraid for this little girl. But oh, okay. Lois is like the only person that's scared of her. It's so <laughs> weird. Uh, I like we have Kent Foster Kent Foster home again, ready to take in any strays or Ryan's. Take in or- any stray, and there's like, <laughs> oh, here's Shelby. Here's the last stray Clark took in. Yeah. Uh, Lex goes into Lana's dorm room. Mm. Oh yeah, they've they've been out together, kind of like how Martha and Lionel are going and doing like business mm-hmm. type things together. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, oh, a man that can speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's exotic. That is uh, hot, 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 hot. <laughs> um, and they're getting really close. Then Chloe walks in. Oh yeah, I loved that because, like, like I can so uh, understand that. Hadn't you ever walked in a room and you're you're like, oh, I'm reading the room, yeah, and I am not welcome here, right? <laughs> and I'll just moment. turn around and walk out. 
Uh, meanwhile, Clark is trying to get Maddie to talk, warm up, and he tells her to like close your eyes and turn around. <laughs> and I just wrote, "Hey, older stranger, I'm not going to close my eyes and turn around." Wait, what's wrong with you? But uh, yeah, he does this uh, magical haystacking. If if Clark wasn't so charming, this would be creepy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? What was adorable mm-hmm. when you know she's drawing these. She's she's she draws. And he's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm an artist too. I you might you might confuse this with a real actual photograph." <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a stick figure. I was like, "That is so corny," but <laughs> because Tom is so charming, yeah, exactly, it's adorable. <laughs> and yeah, it's just I don't know. Like, yeah, sometimes these episodes are pretty sappy. I mean, I fell for the Ryan stuff, but you know, whatever. But Clark is just so great with kids, and it comes out with Tom, and you know, it's just so great. And and you know, you get this kind of in the back of your mind, you're thinking Tom's actually really great with kids too, because he's directing this episode. You know, yeah. he's directing this scene. Yeah, and and it makes you worry. You know, an actor having to direct themselves. Yeah, he doesn't have a clear view of what he's doing. Is there anybody that's? Uh, you know, that's guiding this. And he does a great job. It it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and Shelby comes in and I just wrote, Shelby is a good dog. I want to give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and we see Clark still has a frame photo of Lana on display at the loft. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh yeah, Lois comes on a bit strong. That's, that's one thing. She should be afraid because she is just saying the stupidest things to this kid. Like, <laughs> Hey, back off, lady, you know? Mm-hmm. She uh, gets that, the girl nervous. Mm-hmm. She gets her and that's when, uh, that's when Clark, um, I think he gets a call from Chloe, maybe? Or something like that? Yeah, he has to go do something. And so, leaves <laughs> Lois with the little girl, the lo- and Lois is like, let's go outside where, there, there, where there's no glass around. We need to go outside. Well, it's great well, outdoors. Yeah, and I wrote down here before he leaves, I wrote... Hey, this kid breaks class with her mind when she's upset and she doesn't like you. Do you mind watching her while I take a quick three-hour trip to Metropolis, visit with Chloe, and then make another quick three-hour trip back? (laughs) And this trip is totally needed and I couldn't get any of this information over the phone or through email. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know you just got here, but can you spend the entire day at the farm and watch this kid that you don't know? Uh, So, yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. He goes for... He goes to visit Chloe because she's got Maddie's foster records. And um, and pretty soon – oh, yeah. The, the social worker shows up. You think the social worker is the bad guy, but nope. Mm-hmm. It's Callum Keith Rennie. My favorite Cylon. He's so hot. <sighs> Leo Ben. <laughs> BSG, 24, Flash Forward, The X-Files, The Killing, Californication, Man in the High Castle. He is in everything. And he's always really creepy in everything. Yep. When uh, when does BSG start? Has it started yet? I don't think it has. Okay. I can't remember. Um, then I wrote down Lois Clark already is shredded beef. So um, whatever <laughs> I was responding to, <laughs> I think it's something about him like getting sh- shredded by glass or something. Yeah, the, she was trying to tell him he should be afraid of her, of the little girl. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, this guy, Tyler, uh, charms a little girl by giving her a purple glass butterfly and says, you belong to me. So this guy was her mom's uh, college sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And then he was in Belle Reve and they let him out because he's fine. 
and he'd been living with his mother. And Clark goes to the mother's house, and there is uh, that that cut glass that's in the Talon. Oh yeah, the seen for glass. five seasons. Yeah, the yeah. glass that we've seen for five <laughs> that's seasons. Right. Yeah, and there's diamonds in it. Who knew? Uh, crazy. There's there's been diamonds in that glass the entire time. So he hid the diamonds in plain sight, <laughs> or he hid it in the stained glass, and the mother sold it. Mm-hmm. I guess because you know while he was in Bell Reeve. And uh, just so you know, this uh, episode is brought to you by AOL. Um, because Clark checks the AOL white pages to find the address of of uh, this uh, woman and the mother, and also Lex has some like AOL video messages. Uh, I think with, with yeah, phone. yeah, and I, I couldn't figure out what was going on with those things. <laughs> uh, oh no, he's uh, looking at webcam videos of witnesses that have seen Milton Fine. Um, I okay. love this scene with Chloe and Lex. Um, Lex calls out Chloe about never being in a relationship. So what the hell does she know? Yeah, yeah that's kind of, that was weird. That's and she's like, you hurt, you hurt my friend and there will be consequences. And Lex says, I'm getting an inkling while you've never had a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is some kind of like junior I mean, high crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and like shaming, like, I don't know what, it's not slut shaming. It's like the other, other It's side like of the slut. opposite of slut shaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It was, it was weird that Lex, I just thought it was out of character for Lex to be mm-hmm. interested in that. But, and then he didn't threat, and I don't understand why Chloe felt such pressure knowing this information that. Lex and Lana are becoming close and she feels like she can't tell Clark. Like she's like it's driving her crazy. Like she yeah. puts so much pressure and I don't understand. It's not like he threatened her. Right. But she wants to stay true to Lana and she wants to be true to Clark. And it's, mm-hmm. they're now on opposite sides almost, you know, because of Lex. Um and I love that she says to Lana, "I'm not going to burn you at the stake, Lana." <laughs> <laughs> that was last season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, well, Lois got a promotion Chief of staff So uh, yes, Since my other chief of staff died Then <laughs> I'm going to hire Lois Because she's not doing anything But Oh man, Tyler kills coffees. this guy with his own glasses ah, that, Ouch that was, Oh yeah, when, when that sh- Sheriff's deputy had glasses on You're like, oops mm-hmm. You're not safe and uh, Clark, with some real experience between Jarrell and Jonathan, tells Maddie, anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special be- to be a dad, which I loved. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, this guy is like, what's up? I got glass. I'm going to kill you with it. And Clark's <laughs> just like, and I have heat vision. And who cares about you? <laughs> yeah, I loved that uh, effect where he's got the glass. Like yeah. They're like daggers. They're like... He's going to use against Clark I think he's got like Yeah And then Maddie Like makes it even Like she turns the glass Into these giant like spears um, And Yeah She's going to impale this guy For messing with her Clark <laughs> Um. So yeah Everything's good Tyler Like Tyler like Basically gives up Drops to his knees And just is like Alright You got me <laughs> I think he must have just kind of like put his hands out, cuff me. Well, because Maddie, Maddie's going to kill his, her dad, and Clark's yeah. like, "No, if you murder him, you'll be like him." Yeah, she doesn't want to be like. And then he learns a lesson, and so Jonathan, isn't the way. So Jonathan 
lives on in all these lessons that everybody's learning at Camp Farm. Jonathan forever, (laughs) Smallville forever. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, Hermione's got to go. It's really sad because, you know, this is not like a grandma that she knows, you know, and she really loves Clark and really loves Kent Farm. This is the first place that she's opened up and felt safe. And she looks like Hermione Granger, which is really (laughs) interesting. (laughs) I looked at her IMDb. I don't think she did much after this. Um, But I love this crane shot that Tom does of uh, Clark, Martha, and Shelby and the sun just like low in the distance. And just – he must have was like, let's do this at magic hour. You know, (laughs) just the whole Kent Farm or surrounding Kent Farm. It just looked gorgeous. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Chloe tells, uh, Clark that she doesn't want to be a spy and she's really angry at him. And Clark is just like, you are keeping a secret. And, um, uh, then of course, Lana and Lex hang out and they're like, oh, <laughs> like there'd be anything between us. Come on. And that's what Lex leans <laughs> well, in and gives her a kiss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she was like shocked and he was like, are you okay? And then she like grabs him and. Sucks his face. Yeah. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) And, okay, let me tell you about my feelings. Mm, Tell them. On one hand, Lana and Lex are hot. Uh Uh-huh. On the other hand, I'm worried about Lana because this is a rebound. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I'm, you know, this is going to cause such, you know, a riff. Because this is going to cause trouble between Clark and Lex. Mm Mm-hmm. This is breaking. This is gonna break Clark Clark, and he finds out that mm-hmm. she's, you know, with somebody already, you know, so soon, and that it is w- with the worst person that it, mm-hmm. she could possibly be with. And I know it's it's going to break his heart too because you've seen the later episodes. Well, I have seen the later episodes, <laughs> but it's sad that she's with Lex because it's Lex and it's his former best friend, but also. Mm-hmm. Lex is evil. He is evil. He's so evil this season now. He's just super villain. <laughs> He's just pure evil now. Yes. Uh, from the book of Smallville. The Lex and Lana train went to full speed in this episode, and as they finally shared a romantic kiss, uh, James Marshall, director, uh, not He's not the director of this episode, but he is a director um, Mm -hmm. of some good episodes. Um, The fact that Lana was with Lex was unsettling, which makes it interesting because as a member of the audience, you're either saying, dude, stay away from him, or you're just really captivated by it because it's almost like watching an accident scene. It's fascinating to see them together and ask the question, why is she doing that? You totally understand what Lex wants. Lex wants her. Lex wants Mm -hmm. the intimacy. Lex wants what Clark had. But there's Mm -hmm. always the question, why is she with him? And I believe he's thinking the same thing. And I think the answer is intimacy. It's what she couldn't get from Clark, she can get with Lex. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Yes. Um, uh, okay, we can talk about it later. There's more to come. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like what ends up happening with Lana is terrible, but it, it's not what you think is going – that you're dreading for her. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, yeah. let's, let's move on. Shall we go to Saw 7? Mercy, the one oh, where yeah. Clark, Lana, and Martha are taken hostage by Jigsaw. <laughs> I know, Morgan was like, so I rather watched Saw last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, several story ideas were planned but rejected for this on-screen story. One, the focus would be a character known as Lizard Boy, but he was rejected because it was too close to Dr. Kirk Connors from Spider-Man. Uh, number two, Martha was to be threatened by the lover of someone on death row. If that person was executed, then Martha would face execution as well. And then they decided to go with a sequel to Saw. <clears throat> um, 
And, uh, oh yeah, we get this great train sequence. They couldn't afford the train for Reckoning, but they got, they got, they got the train for this episode. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, uh, huge action scene for Lionel running from, uh, his limo being destroyed by a, a train. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, it's Lex. It's gotta be Lex. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to Lex and Lex is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So you're like, who could it be? Listen, I already who got retribution. I, I put you in your place. So. And it would, you know, do it would wouldn't do any good for Luther Corp for me to, for you to die or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, this guy looks like Doctor Doom on the uh, video camera, and yeah. he wrote "No Mercy" on the Smallville sign. Another accident happens near the Smallville town sign. They have those like all over the town. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Clark is telling Chloe that he suspects Lionel knows a secret, but he won't tell his mother because she's been through so much, which mm. I, I don't know. Like Chloe is like, yeah, but she could be in danger. Clark. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Martha's re- rehearsing her speech for the civil liberties fundraiser. And she talks about truth and justice and the American way. And Clark says, those are words to live by. <laughs> Wink. Cheesy, but cute. <laughs> Um, so, uh, she, he tells her that Lionel knows and, uh, she tells him about the video and they're just wondering what Lionel's motives are. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, Lincoln Cole, who is the bad guy played by Ian Tracy, who's in a lot of stuff. I remember him from the X-Files episode, The Walk, where it was like that guy with, that was missing like arms and legs, but yet somehow could walk and murder people. Um, and he's also <laughs> he's like astral projecting himself or something. He's also the uh, bully truck driver from Man of Steel. Like he bullies Clark in that uh, Canadian bar uh, when he's trying to serve drinks or something, and then he goes outside and sees his truck like stacked up, like it's an episode of Smallville or something. Um. Also, this guy somehow has the way to be everywhere. Like. Lionel is like nervously looking around his his uh, office for surveillance equipment by, while this guy is like talking to him, and then the lights go out and he's still talking to him, and then suddenly the guy is behind him and injects him, and I'm like, this guy was like talking to him through like FaceTime, and yet was in the same room as Lionel, and Lionel didn't have any idea what was going. You're like, oh, this voice is coming from other places in this room besides what I'm hearing. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Lionel wakes up, dark room. This is such, like, a scary touch to me. Like, this is, like, I don't know. He's got to walk across this grate with, like, flames, and then he's got to, like, lift up this bar and hang it on a hook, and it's got, like, gasoline in both the pails. And uh, and I love that when he um, when he discovers the the charred body and there is his driver, he, like, covers it up with his jacket. He's, so, he's sad about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, um, okay, so, um, what do I have next? Lex playing chess with Lana. Um, are you asking me to forget what happened? Because short of a serious blow to the head, I can't imagine how. <laughs> and I wrote, give it time, Lex. You're going to get a blow to the head eventually. I mean, this is Smallville. You get knocked out the most. Mm-hmm. Every other episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this test, I, I wrote down, why doesn't he hold the pails on the pole? Like, he looks, it looks like these pails are going to slip off the sides of this pole if he doesn't hold it perfectly straight. Why doesn't he pull the pails to the middle of the pole and hold them with his hands and then hang it up that way? Why does it have to be a balancing act? 
I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and it's this nice action scene. He puts it on there, opens the door, and right when flames are about to like engulf the room, he's able to dive through and do like a little dive roll. And then we see Martha in a tank, and it's filling up with water. Oh my god! And he's got to solve an anagram, a toad like fever. Yeah, he's got to solve a, a word problem. I mean, that's that's kind of dumb. I, I mean, I okay. The most frustrating part about I hate this, this episode. I have watched this episode. And then this morning when I got up, I was like, I'm going to rewatch these. I'm not watching this episode ever. (laughs) Uh, I I think the the most frustrating part about this whole scene is that Lionel, instead of like, like he's trying to solve it and he gets frustrated and he turns around and he's looking at Martha like, I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't know how to do this. And Martha's like, "Ah, there's capital letters there. Move the capital letters. You know, and I'm like, dude. She, he, she's gonna die Don't just like get frustrated Just keep working at it But anyway So yeah anagram uh, And then the thing explodes And Martha's uh, stunt double Comes wa- washing out um, <laughs> <laughs> And um, Yeah pretty amazing They could keep a wig On a stunt person <laughs> While they're yeah. wet Uh huh Um What is this uh Oh yeah, Clark and Lex are now kind of teamed up Looking for Lionel and Martha And Lex says, hey, after this Maybe we can find a way to some common ground And then his cell phone rings and you see it's from Lana And it's like, yeah, right Um (laughs) It's not going to last for long Um And, uh yeah, Martha and Lionel talk about Lex And he says that he was trying to teach Lex Hard lessons, hoping he would Rediscover his own humanity And Martha's like, you ever try talking to him? <laughs> oh, I know Okay, that's why I have it. My only note for this episode is Martha's naive Because she's like Why can't you just talk to him? That's what yeah. we do with Clark We just talk to him and he learns yeah. life lessons And you should just you should have just taught Lex life lessons by talking to him Martha, I'm not the father that Jonathan Kent was. So he gets the option of killing Senator Kent, or she's got to kill you. They're like in an elevator together. Mm-hmm. And Lionel's ready to take this bullet, and he says to her, Clark is a special boy that's going to become the man this world so desperately needs. And meanwhile, and Clark Lex and Lex are watching. watching. <laughs> yeah, because afterwards, Lex is like, a special boy. <laughs> what did Dad mean by that? But... Uh. but at this point, I'm thinking, did Lionel set all this up just to, I mean, is this yeah. this has got to be a major long con yeah. that he's trying to make, he's trying to gain Martha's sympathies to make her fall in love with him. But if you think about it, he wouldn't have gone through that whole bucket test at the beginning if this mm-hmm. was, if he was in control of this. This is definitely some sort of weird guy who has a grudge against Lionel because of I don't know some sort of company thing or he got fired or something. Yeah. And I think that that's what made this episode so lame. <laughs> yeah. Is that it was meaningless. It reminds behind. me of that uh kid who sets up the whole brand new Smallville High inside a factory just to get yeah. just to keep people forever. This guy's like sets up this giant jigsaw test to get back at Lionel. Um but, yeah, it, it, it reminds. It makes me think that if this was a comic, that would have worked fine. But mm-hmm. in real life, you can't make that work. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
But it did lead up to this great scene. This great scene where the elevator is released and Clark catches it and like just looks up at Martha and then looks up at Lionel and like shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like there was nothing else he could do. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Lionel knows. Yeah. He knows. And now he for sure knows. He's seen it with his own two eyes. Yeah. And Lionel says that was miraculous. Thank you, son. 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 Um, Which, you know, that means, okay, that word, there's so much, there's so much baggage connected to that word. Mm-hmm. Son, I'm going to replace your daddy. You know, right. I'm going, I'm moving in on your mother. I'm going to replace your father. It's going to be like Jonathan never happened. Uh, son, I'm Jarrell. Mm-hmm. Son, son. You're just a younger person than me. Yeah, but, son. Yeah. uh you know, you're the son I never had. You're the son that Lex wasn't. You know, there's just so much to that. And I love when he says at the end, like, listen, I'm not trying to take his place. And Clark immediately cuts him off. He's like, you couldn't. You know, mm-hmm. He's pissed about it. I love it. Uh, and, yeah, he tells Lex. Lex is like, what's this special boy thing? And he's like, I meant he's the kind of son a father could be proud of. <laughs> In other words, I am not proud of you. I'm proud of Clark because Clark yeah. is my son. Oh, and Lex so. says, like, hey, you know, there is something special about him. One second he was standing with me, and then the next he's across town. Mm-hmm. So, and this is when Lionel starts writing. Starts his writing. All right, let's get into our next episode, Fade. This is the one where Clark finds out. And some crazy guy wants to kill Lex for him. Lex um, finds Oh, Lex finds out about Lana. And no, no, Clark Le- finds out about Lex and Lana. Yeah, that's what. Okay, let's start knows. over. <laughs> start over. <laughs> uh, okay, so this starts off in the streets of Metropolis, and I love the streets of Metropolis. I mean, streets of Vancouver, but you know, still, yeah. I just love this like bustling city. You know, uh, so and, yeah, compared to tiny little Smallville. Yeah, that Smallville has that one street. You know, this is like buildings all over the place, and uh, yeah. Um, so this is where Clark. Luckily, nobody's paying attention to how fast this farm boy moves <laughs> across the street and <laughs> saves this guy. And uh, Chloe's like, thanks to you, that guy has a new lease on life. And it's like, in the next scene, he's like murdering some guy. It's like, Ew. Yeah, I was I was like, oh, uh, this is going to be the person that they're going to court to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stunt coordinator, sorry, from the book of Smallville. Mm-hmm. Stunt coordinator Christopher Sayer was delighted with the scene in which uh, Clark saves Graham from an oncoming vehicle. That was a great sequence because I thought Tom got to shine and show his physical ability. We set that stunt, stunt up and I talked to him about it and made it clear what I wanted him to be able to do and what he'd be comfortable doing. We had worked together long enough for him to trust me, and he saw that I was putting him in a position to really shine as an actor and as a comic book hero. We set up a... Yeah, but we get to see Tom shine every... his physicality every episode. Like, every episode he's doing something new and... uh, Yeah. But a lot of times he's helped with special effects. Uh, We set up a wire sequence where he turns away from Chloe, he's talking to her, and I had him run up a bench, jump over a cab, and land 30 feet away, and then tackle a guy and prevent him from being hit by a car. That was all 100% Tom Welling. A lot of fans might have thought it was all CGI, but it was 100% practical in downtown Vancouver and 100% Tom. It looks fantastic. (laughs) So, it's it's, it's a cool scene, but it's even more impressive, like... You know, that it was Tom Welling doing it the, t- the entire time. 
Um, so Clark and Martha arrive home to find out that Lois uh, got a TV and video game system delivered, or found it being delivered to the Kent farm, and she opened it, hooked it all up, and started playing with it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all Morgan Lois. Was like, Morgan was like, "It's so awkward to watch actors play video games with a <laughs> with a you know remote. What is it called? A jo- uh, not a joystick, but a yeah. The, what's that the, thing called? I don't know what it's called now. I used to know it as controller. a controller. Controller, yeah, a controller. controller, yeah, yeah. She was like, they don't, they don't Smashing know how to do the it buttons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Raul Coley talking about how he and Robert Buckley tried to play it, play video game, play playing video games very uh, realistically because they're both gamers. Mm-hmm. On iZombie, by the way, anybody who's listening and doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so yeah, this is this is a classic Luther move. So immediately they think it's Lionel, and then they think it's like Lex because, uh, well, when they find out it's not Lionel. Chloe's the one that says, maybe it's from Lex. And uh, Clark is like, why? And she's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, and, of course, Clark sends it all back because Jonathan Kent taught him well. He doesn't just mm-hmm. accept gifts. gifts. And um, oh, we got this great scene in the Kent home where Lois, for some reason, is now hanging out in the Kent home, even though she has an apartment to herself, uh, and is doing sit-ups while talking to a senator on a phone, and I said, I need to start doing setups while I podcast because that's how you do it. You get that exercise mm-hmm. in when you, when, when, whenever you can. And uh, yeah, there's this little scene where Graham shows up and he's got some chemistry with, Clo- uh, with Lois. Uh, she, he, you know, she's kind of digging him. Um, and uh, yeah, he's all about her. Um, Lex and Lana talk. Lana admits that she's been sitting by the phone to hear what you found out about Milton Fine. <laughs> and then they admit they missed each other and they start kissing and then all of a sudden the camera pans and Clark is standing right there. Oh. And it's the worst kind of like he found out because it's a, he fi- he finds out, he sees it happening and they have no idea that he was there. And mm. he's got to keep that all to himself. Well, he goes and yells at Chloe. You were supposed to be oh, my yeah. friend. Which is pretty unfair. I felt sad for Clark. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. We're reminded I mean, again, again. This is your decision, but <laughs> all of this is just it's there's just so many ways they can play it. Mm-hmm. Play the heartbreak, you know. Yeah. Um so yeah, Clark gets invited to this party, like Graham works works him down. There's a big party at Graham's place because everybody's friends with this hired killer. And um <laughs> And Clark and Lois, I love when they run into each other. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love their uh, back and forth. You'll warm up to it eventually. I just know you will. Um, <laughs> and Clark gets his first prostitute, and uh, this is actually uh, the first prostitute Clark Ken has ever had in the history of Smallville. <laughs> I know that realization of oh, she's a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful scene. They have like like a couple of shooting stars in the background. They're up on a rooftop or in a balcony. Yeah, what know. is going on? What is going on with the shooting stars? There's lots of them. I mean, it, you know, because there were there were some last season too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, Smallville clear skies, and luckily in Metropolis, also clear skies. No, no smog. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and Graham, you know, tells him that, hey, you know, don't worry about this Lana girl. 
I'm just thinking if it's meant to be, things will find their way to work out. And uh, and he's thinking, yeah, I'm going to kill this bald guy. And uh, and something about this guy was. He was in Smallville not too long ago, and <laughs> yes. at the end, we find out that he was coming through Smallville when they had the meteor shower. So <laughs> so we have the media freaks, we have the second generation media freaks, and we have the traveling media, media freaks. Meteor freaks that just, they're just passing through. Passing through, getting nailed by a meteor or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was irritated at this first part where, you know, they were doing a lot of these effects where, like, you know, something would move or whatever. And then, you know, when the character wasn't looking, then you'd see like Graham, like just, yeah, the camera pans and Graham's just like standing behind them. And I was like, oh, where's the fade effect? And, but later on in the episode, they kind of did. It looks like Predator. Um, mm, yeah. Hulking device. Um, uh, Graham invites Lois to Chicago to see Coldplay. I was like, where is Chicago? What, what is this city you're talking about? <laughs> Chicago, New York, Miami. What universe are we in? Yeah, I've heard of Metropolis, Edge City, Star City, Coast City. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, and in the, in the finale, there's like, it shows scenes from New York and LA. And yeah. Like, who, where, where are these places? This is not my universe. Um, so yeah, they're thinking this guy is a killer and he could be watching at any time. And let's just talk about your weakness. Well, you're talking, you were thinking that he could be watching us at any time. You mean my, uh, the, the, the fact that media rock makes me super sick. Yeah. That, that weakness <laughs> and pan over Graham standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note is boy, I love the talent apartment shower. Um, oh my God. No, I, cackled during that oh, so <laughs> voluptuous <laughs> oh god i love lois you know and yes she's gorgeous but i love the fact that she doesn't she gets out of that shower she thinks there's an intruder she doesn't grab a towel she's ready to fight naked <laughs> and- <laughs> that was so cute clark's expression the look on clark's face she's standing how, there naked how his eyeballs popped out of his head and <laughs> <laughs> fell on the floor but i i noted here like now they're even <laughs> yeah, because he's seen, she's seen him completely naked. Mm-hmm. But uh, Graham is in the house, and Clark uses his daredevil powers to listen for the heartbeat. And uh, he has this fight with Graham. And Graham like leaves him in this alleyway, and he's like, "Now I have to kill you, Lex, and Lana. So I'm just gonna like bury you for a minute and go try to kill the other two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to definitely allow it so you could probably get out of this situation. Uh, meanwhile, Lex is in the hospital. Lana's doting on him. And, uh, yeah, when Graham, like, shows up to the hospital, he's got this huge gun with a silencer, like, just sitting on the table next to his bed, right? I, I know. I, I was like, who brought this to Lex? <laughs> it is security team. Bring just it leave to that within it. reach. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, he just starts shooting wildly in his room. <laughs> And then goes down the, the hallway. Staff, you'd think the hospital staff would come in and say, Mr. <laughs> Luther, please stop shooting up our hospital, yeah. our tacky hospital set. Yeah, and, and yeah, and then Graham gets to hold the gun and he's like shooting at Lex and Lana trying to get away in the hallway. And yeah, the, where's the staff? Like I mean, I understand they're probably hiding, but gosh, there was like no sign of them at all. Um but um Again, Lex uh, saves Lana's life, but it's really actually Clark who saved her life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, from the book of Smallville. 
the germ of the concept was what if Clark saves Hitler? What if Clark saves somebody who's obviously the bad guy? Episode co-writer Terry Meyer posits. Um, it's the same dilemma a policeman or a fireman or a doctor goes through. Um, co-writer Al Sepian says, you can't, make, you can't make that moral decision not to make, save someone based on who they are. It touched upon the Superman mythology really well, we thought. Um, it gives throwbacks to the first episode of Smallville, where Clark saves Lex's life, someone who will one day become his greatest enemy. When Clark saved Lex in season one, Lex was going to grow into a bad guy, explains Meyer. But at the time, he wasn't that bad guy. He was just a regular guy. As the episode developed, we realized, oh, wow, there's a lot of parallel. A uh, microcosm of what will eventually happen between Clark and Lex. The rescue from the series pilot leads into some other situations Clark finds himself in during this installment. It's also the episode where Clark sees the person that he saved in season one finally get Clark's girl and kiss the love of his life. And at the end of the episode, he has to save him yet again. It's just a dilemma of, I've got to be a superhero. I've got to save someone, regardless of the consequences. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What was that? That was a cat. <laughs> that was a cat. Yeah, he just okay. pushed the door open and barged in here while I was ta- while I was reading. Go ahead. We don't healthcare workers don't look at it like that. We look at it like, wow, this is a huge waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> so a criminal comes in, they got a gunshot wound or something like that. You know he's been up to no good, and you're like, oh, why look. am I wasting resources on this piece of crap? Trauma burn unit mm. is. 70% gunshot wounds Ugh. of people just doing stupid stuff or car wrecks, people yeah. doing stupid stuff, being, uh, you know, under the influence or whatever. It's just it, if you work that unit much, you get very cynical mm-hmm. and just lose all sympathy and just numb, don't care, you know, <laughs> because yeah. you're like, what's What's the, it's just a huge waste of time. But you guys have that hungry, hungry hippo's earth, you know? Um, yeah, we have the hippo earth, yes. The hippo earth, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we have a nice heart-to-heart between Lois and Martha. And Lois is, you know, again, she's had a boyfriend that's been that, – that turned out, you know, Aquaman had to leave town. And now this guy was like a murderer. So she's like, oh, yeah, man. She, she okay. keeps talking about how she's being drawn to the bad boy. Mm-hmm. And um, Martha says we go through all these wrong men so you can recognize the right one. And I like the fact that yes, this is kind of a scene that you know talks about Lois's future, but there's not really like huge winks at the camera, like yeah, but I'll probably end up with some mild mannered reporter, you know, or something like that. You know, yeah, it's very much. They're like trying a, to be very uh, yeah. This is a lot better written. Lucky, yeah. Um, and Chloe gets her first front page byline. And Clark tells Chloe she has no idea how hard it was to see Lana and Lex together. And uh, actually, Chloe does remember that. Yes. Chloe (laughs) knows all about that, Clark. In season two's calling, when she was in love with Clark, she walked in and saw Lana and Clark kissing and was devastating. And we have another, you know, probably one of our last loft scenes, as far as we know, between Lana and Clark. And Lana walks Mm -hmm. in and he's taking down the telescope and he says... It doesn't work I used anymore. To, yeah. She said, you used to love that telescope. It doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're really, she's really, they're really talking about their relationship. Mm-hmm. And Lana says, so it's sad. over. You made that decision. Oh, so anything else about this episode? Uh, nah. I need a drink. 
Okay. I just love all the time that these people have just to drive back and forth between their houses and <laughs> yeah, the Daily they really, Planet. They really shouldn't have established. I mean, they must have not been looking far ahead having Metropolis be three hours away from Kansas. Mm-hmm. I guess they were like, or oh, Kansas, Smallville. The audience, the audience will forget. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if Metropolis is supposed to be in Kansas. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I always thought of it more like uh, Chicago, like it would be like Metropolis, Illinois or something. Mm-hmm. All right. So we come to the episode Oracle and I just wanted to tell you, we are officially halfway through the series as of this point. <laughs> wow. This is the 109th episode that we've covered out of 218. <laughs> okay. This is the one where. Oh, it's more signs of the afterlife. Uh, supposedly at the beginning. <laughs> Jonathan returns from the dead to tell Clark to kill Lionel. This is also the final episode of the series featuring Clark, Chloe, Lex, Lana, Lois, Martha, Lionel, and Jonathan all together in the same episode. And you know, I know that there comes a time when Michael Rosenbaum leaves the series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know it eventually happens. And every season, I wonder, will this be it? Mm. But... I have he he will be back next season. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> no. All right. But I will be very sad. I mean, we already <laughs> kind of gave it away that he does leave the series. So I'll just I'll just I just wanted to note this. I'm not going to tell you when he leaves the series, but mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that your only experience of Smallville uh, before this, like he wasn't even on the show anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it is it's kind of a weird. I mean, missing John Schneider is, is is kind of a big blow to the show too. I I really miss having Jonathan Kent on the show. Um, but yeah, once the right, like main characters like leave, like yes. you really miss them. The 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 later seasons that I saw was nothing like this, right? <laughs> and so I'm just can't wait to see how. Well, I can wait to see, but I mean, I it, don't. It, yeah, it's straight up Metropolis. It's not Smallville anymore. <laughs> they should mm-hmm. have renamed it Metropolis. Mm-hmm. All right. So, happy nineteenth birthday, Clark. You are the that look on his face when he walked it like, like it, it was like he got shot. <gasps> what? <Yeah. laughs> Lois made him a sunken rum cake uh, <laughs> with blue frosting and red writing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a blue cake. And okay, at the end when Chloe comes in to the loft. With uh, the cake, does does do I hear Lois say, "Oh, hi, cake"? I think so. Too. <laughs> it's like Tommy was so, "Oh, hi, uh, oh, hi, oh, hi cake." <laughs> you know, I noticed that Erica Durance's medical series, "Saving Hope" or "Saving Saving Hope," I think yeah. it is that's on Hulu. I was thinking about checking uh, it out. Is, that's it, our is next that the show? Watch, right? Where they're Just like kidding. talking to ghosts? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, Dad, Jonathan left Clark a card, of course, with tickets to the baseball game that they were supposed to be going together to. And uh, I was like, what did I, I – I'm, I'm trying to think of it on the fly here. Oh, wait. Lana got a, Lana got a note from her mother back in like season mm-hmm. three or something. <laughs> yeah. I just – I love that. So, you know, I think as a parent, I need to start writing letters. Just yeah, just in around. case of emergency, <laughs> yeah. just in yeah. case of an accident. Yeah. Like, just so you know, I've always, I always love you, and I will always love you. And um, the Blu-rays go to my friend Len 
Um, and uh, keep the kids away from my action figures. Put them in a glass case. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Clark goes to the cemetery to thank Jonathan for the tickets. Tell, thank his gravestone. And suddenly, yeah. And uh, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. No, mm-hmm. suddenly there's Jonathan standing right next to him. What, what were you thinking? I was like, yeah, the show's getting their money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I'm sure morals are different when you're dead. Uh huh. But you, but really, are you? Do you change that? Oh shit! What are you doing, animals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, in the last episode where. It, not the last episode. The episode, before, the episode before last, where it's definitely established that there is an afterlife. Jonathan did warn Clark about Lionel, so it kind yes. of makes sense that he's saying. I mean, not in Jonathan Kennedy. Like Jonathan would never ask Clark to kill somebody, but he's like to save the yeah. world. So it's not a surprise. It's not a yeah. It's not a surprise that Jonathan comes back because we've seen him and we know that. He exists in the afterlife, but how did the somebody from the afterlife get to the real world, and mm. why is his? Uh, I mean, the answer is pretty clear, Steph. If you think about it, kryptonite. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you've been watching this show for a while, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> but his tune changed. Why is he yeah. going to this extreme of you've got to kill? You just that's the answer. You got to kill Lionel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, they invest, he, Clark gets Chloe to help him investigate, um, uh, Lionel and they discover he's got an in- interview with the Inquisitor and, uh, the Pentagon about something called the weapon. So Clark thinks it's, uh, that Clark thinks Lionel's talking about him because Lionel knows the secret. Yeah. Like this is making, it's making Clark like paranoid. Yeah. But and it just right, rightly so. Yeah. You know, obviously, we've seen the entire episode. Milton Fine has been playing is playing Jonathan here, and uh, I like at the end of the episode, it's kind of implied that you know, because I, I I brought it into question. I was like, did Fine start his game of manipulating Clark by planting that card with the tickets? But I really think at the end of the episode, you're supposed to know that that card actually was from Jonathan. Mm-hmm. The, rest of, the rest of the stuff isn't isn't Jonathan. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Milton Fine is playing a game, playing a big game here. To um, well, let me like, ask you this: in that episode, back a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. in, uh, at the ship in Honduras slash Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, Milton Fine became four people, and then they like scattered to go gather more viruses or whatever. Yeah. So, are there only four Milton Fines, or can Brainiac? Multiply into as many Milton finds as he wait, needs to be. Wait, did you call him Brainiac? What's <laughs> <laughs> all right? Well, <clears throat> spoilers for a couple episodes later when we're going to discuss. I like that they finally like. I think Jarrell actually called him the brain interactive construct, which is a long way of saying Brainiac. I don't know why they never say Brainiac on this show in this season. They say it, it in did later they not, seasons. Do they not? Wait, what? In later season, they when they refer back to him, they uh-huh. he, they call him Brainiac. Okay, but, I was just wondering if it was uh, they didn't have rights to the. I don't word. know. I didn't read any of that. Um, but um, or if yeah. the studio didn't want the who, them to, or yeah, I don't know. Um, I was totally taken off guard when 
you know, after Lionel talks to Lex, um, that, you know, to warm away from Milton Fine. Um, and this is why I was trying to think, I was like, why does, why does Milton want Clark to kill Lionel? And I think it was just because Lionel is probably the only one who could get Lex to possibly think, you know, about not helping Milton. I don't know. But yeah, this scared the heck out of me when all of a sudden Lionel goes into this huge, like catatonic uh, state. Like he just like, all of a sudden like seizes up and I was, it made me jump anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like you zoom into his eye. And uh, if you're watching closely and if you're, you know, a Superman fan, you'll notice that Zod symbol is in there. Mm-hmm. So Zod is coming. God um, is coming. We go to the Talon and uh, Lois and Lana like buddy up. I'm, I'm just happy to see this. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Lo- Lana, Lana wants to. You know, wants to open up to somebody, you know, and I don't think she feels like, you know, she's had this argument with Chloe, but mm-hmm. Lois, at, you know, offers a, lo- a less judgmental ear, I think, mm-hmm. because Lois really doesn't know everything <laughs> about Lex like <laughs> Chloe does. Um, but I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but when Lana gets those gets the coffees for her and Lex, mm-hmm. there's a girl that at the counter like makes small talk with Lana before she turns around and starts talking to yeah. Lois. That same girl was the that was the girl that played Cyborg's girlfriend a few episodes ago. So I was really? like, "Oh, good for her! She works at the talent now." <laughs> <laughs> I thought they ran off together, but I guess not. Um, <clears throat> I like that Lois says Lex just walks in here like he owns the place. <laughs> I was like, uh, "He actually does own the place." <laughs> um. So yeah, then so then Lana goes to Lex and says, "Well, I'd bought us some coffees, but three hours later, later after I talked to Lois, they're cold." And he was like, "Oh, great! We're gonna read all about Lex and Lana yeah. in the Daily Planet tomorrow." Yeah, some sort of gossip rag, which doesn't make much sense because Lois isn't like working for a paper or anything right now. <laughs> he's like, "I can see into the future." But, Lois is gonna write a lot. But I, but I get what he's saying that. Yeah. Uh, she could leak some sort of gossip. gossip, yeah. And, and you know, Chloe's her cousin, and she works with the Daily Planet, so yeah. Um, so Lex finally talks to Lana and tells her this version of uh, maybe it's the right version. He says to Lana that they're collecting viruses because he's making a vaccine against any disease unleashed, and it's going to be like the ultimate vaccine. And, you know, if anybody's going to stand in his way, it's going to be Jenny McCarthy and he's going to have her killed. But besides Jenny, um, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so see, he, he, this was he, not how I thought that, not how I thought this season would turn out. Mm-hmm. I thought that it would be more about how Clark had to save the world from Milton Fine and this deadly virus. And right. it, it plays into it, but Brainiac, Milton Fine, Injects Lex with Zod. <laughs> well, it's more what? like Zod receiving juices or something. I have no idea. Like, it makes him open to be prepared. <laughs> I have no idea. The I, vessel. I'm so lost in this, but I know for a fact. I know it. You know, he ends up injecting Lex. Lex ends up getting abducted and gets turned into Zod. Spoiler alert for the end of the season. Uh, <clears throat> but. Um, yeah. Uh, and she says, uh, Lex is like, you know, or Lana's like, you know, you can't trust fine. 
or Lex says that, and he says there's no weaknesses, and Lana's like, actually, I know a weakness if he's one of them, you know? She knows about the meteor rock. Um, let's see, what, what else? Oh, Martha, poor Martha. She has this talk with, quote-unquote, Jonathan, who is just pissed at her. You know, how long have you had feelings oh, for Oh, how her? long has this been going on? Like, he's so suspicious, like, accusing her of cheating on him with Lionel. Ugh! And, and so, uh, like, like, not only is she, you know, seeing her dead husband, and she's about to cry. You know, yeah. she's so heartbroken, she's so distraught. But he's accusing her of being in, in unfaithful. Martha, he's going to drown you all in your own blood, like he did me. Just like he did me. What? Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah. How does Milton Fine know this? <clears throat> well, um, one thing, he's Brainiac. Spoiler alert, he can get into anything. Um, maybe he sees the cell phone records that later proved that Lionel was near. Anyway, um, uh, also, I, I was just thinking to myself, how does he know how to kind of... Pr- Portray Jonathan Kent And mm-hmm. I realized, I was like, oh yeah, Clark brought Milton to the farm um, When Martha was sick By something that Milton mm. poisoned her with um, mm. Yeah, he goes outside And Martha's just left in like Complete like shock And grief And he stands outside The house and he turns into Milton Fine I was like, this is the most evil thing that Milton Fine has done <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he's done a lot of bad stuff But man, this is So cruel um. So, Lex is metal. What? Uh, I, Lex Clark is metal. Goes, <laughs> Clark goes to Lex for some reason. You know, but mm-hmm. barges into Lex's office there, Lex. and because uh, he's getting a physical because he got injected with the stuff, and he's like, "What's wrong with me?" So I'm like, "I gotta have a doctor look at me." And he's like, "You're more than healthy. You're doing great." And so, uh. Well, then they have this conversation about, I guess, about Lana and Lex is like, you know, you, you lost Lana all by yourself. I didn't have anything to do with it. You know, you oh, of course. I think you're skipping ahead, way ahead. He didn't even get oh. injected yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. In my head, he did. No, uh, no, not yet. Um, yeah, Lex meets up with Milton Fine and Fine like serves him a drink and makes like a poison joke. And Lex is like, yeah, I'm not doing that this time. <laughs> And that's when Lex pulls out the meteor rock and uh, oh yeah, it shows it shows green like mm-hmm. how how it does with Clark on his face. But he's like, yeah, that doesn't do anything to me. It mm-hmm. because those people made me. They made me, and that's when he pulls the blade out or you know turns his arm into a blade. And okay, so Clark, oh Chloe tells Clark about the cell phone records, and Clark is in his barn fuming when uh, uh, Lionel is there. Lionel shows up and Clark is like, I love how this scene starts. Like Lionel walks into the barn and Clark is just sitting on the stairs and he's half drenched in shadow. Mm -hmm. He just looks dangerous. Like he is so full of darkness right now. He's got this, he's got his father in his mind telling him the last thing he heard was like, you have to kill Lionel. And then he discovers that, like Lionel was there that when his father died, and Lionel tries tries to talk him down or whatever, and he screams. Clark screams at him. You pushed him until his heart gave out, and then he like. And I love how like there's a little bit of a parallel here. Like um, Jonathan 
threw Lionel across that table, and uh, Clark actually throws Lionel through the table. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. same workbench. I know. I'm like, man, Lionel's old. He can't mm-hmm. take very much of this. Oh, jeez. He takes some pretty hard takes a pretty hard hit in the next episode, too. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what Jonathan, quote-unquote, shows up and says, kill him, kill him. And um, Clark That's when Clark up. realizes, he realizes that Jonathan, this is not Jonathan. He would never mm-hmm. do this. And yeah, he, I, I love how Milton like stays as Jonathan for a bit here. Like he gets blasted into the tractor, and he looks at him. He's like, "You're a tremendous disappointment to me, son." And then he like throws ah. the tractor at him. Um, but yeah, um, Lionel. I don't know. He goes into like Jarrell mode and touches Jonathan, and then he dis- and then he disintegrates. And you see Milton fine for just a second before he disintegrates. Mm-hmm. So Lionel is the secret weapon. Mm-hmm. To get rid of all the Milton fans. Must be. This is where I have to say goodbye, John Schneider. This was his last scene. Oh. He'll be back, but not for a long time, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, it's John Schneider. you got to have him back. Um, all right. So Lionel takes Clark to his office. And, uh, you know, now Clark is trusting Lionel. And they're going to team up. And Lionel's like, I got something to show you in my vault. And I'm like, don't ever go into a Luther vault, Clark. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. This is so weird that Lionel is now an ally. Yeah. Like, he's straight like, up ally. He's not even heck? being duplicitous anymore. No. Yeah. Maybe Clark scared the hell out of him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, he's done all this Kryptonian writing, and for some reason, Clark can't read this Kryptonian writing, so he brings it to Chloe, of all people, <laughs> to figure it out. I'm like, wait a second, Clark was, like, reading Kryptonian pretty easily when, he, you know, Christopher Reeve was around, mm-hmm. but he can't read these. And I love that Chloe is just completely weirded out by Clark and Lionel, like, coming to her together. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel's on a team now! Um, and, yeah, it turned out that the the, the weapon is the virus, and Clark makes things even worse by going to Lana's dorm room and rifling through her things just for Lana and Lois to show up. And- oh, that's what it was. That's where when Alex is mad at Clark because, you know, you come to me, you don't go, you know, rifling through Lana's stuff. Yeah. Don't let me hear you were rifling through her things. Like, man, he's taking uh. the, like, the big dog position here. And he's like, you, you lost Lana all by yourself. And I well, that, I mean, uh, who hired Hypno Girl? <laughs> well, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. he Lex has really a point. He has a point because um, Clark is blaming Lex, mm-hmm. even though Clark didn't even know that. Didn't did he not? I don't think Clark knew that Lex got Simone to do all that. But no, anyway, they so. are, they both have points. They're making good points. Yes, yeah, yeah. That. Uh, Clark just pushed Lana away. He broke up with her. So, and then Lex is metal because he he's trying to open a bottle of wine for him and eighteen year old Lana, <laughs> <laughs> and he cuts yeah. his finger and then it heals. Yeah. Um. Also, Lionel finally tells La- uh, Lana <laughs> Martha um, what happened the night that Jonathan died. And yeah, I'm sorry. When I saw Reckoning, it sure seemed like Lionel was just kind of like, now I've got something on you. I've got this picture here. You know, and that's mm-hmm. when Flip, Jonathan flipped out and started beating him up. But Lionel is very much like, 
I was there to offer my support. He, you know, I knew Clark's secret, and I just I wanted to be. I wanted to, you know, help help out. He never let me explain. And um, Martha throws throws Lionel out, and he does a classic Luther move, and he's like, "Listen, at least I was honest, and uh, <laughs> maybe you'll forgive me sometime." But um, I love this Lois and Clark scene at the end. <laughs> um. Lois gives him a little bit of tough love and says, Lana's going to move on and it sucks, but you had a reason, whatever it was. You have to put money in a piggy bank. You put money in the big piggy banks to save for a bike, but when you crack it open, you might have, you might find that you've been saving it for a Harley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lois is a Harley. And Clark looks at her. He's like, Lois, sometimes I think you don't get me, but sometimes I think you get me the most of all. <laughs> Which I'm sorry that I even I'm like all right, come on, like they're not that close, <laughs> not yet. Well, I mean, <sighs> but she's I growing. That, she's yeah. growing on me. It's it's working yeah. better. I love that. You know, she's got a she's got this like like it was like tough love. Like she's got this like um, competitive, no combative, no no yeah, no nonsense, no bullshit um, relationship with Clark, and I think he appreciates that. Yeah. And then Chloe brings in the cake. Lois, <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna watch that again because I, I, I'd love. To, I, I'm not sure if I missed that or what. We need to bring. Oh, I bet, oh let's bring up the transcript. <laughs> yeah, I don't have. I don't think they have transcripts. Actually, they. All right, now I have to find out. I know there's transcripts, <laughs> and they're a bookmark away. I can easily find. Folks, bear with me. I am doing some internet. Um, what is it? Uh, What's the name of the episode? Oh, uh, it's Oracle. Oracle. Don't worry, I'm already on that. I, I've got okay. transcripts bookmark. I'm just scrolling to the end of the transcript. Do 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 do. Nope, nope, you're wrong. Well, what that's did what she I'm, say? Lois says. Well, that's what my I'm here cake. for. My cake, yeah. And speaking of saving things, Chloe says, and Lois says, "My cake." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Lionel symbols. Chloe discovers Lionel symbols spell out Zod, Zod is coming. Is coming. Dun dun dun! And now the season finale of Smallville. We're two hours in, maybe a little less than that with editing. Here we are. Um, okay, so this is the one where Zod returns and Clark gets sent to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> They strap a camera to Michael Rosenbaum and he spins around in a field. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like Lex has that key noise in his head. Like he's running. He's got to yeah. get to where he needs to get to. Uh, my next note is this is how crop circles are made. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. First, he's woken up with Lana laying on top of him in, on that yeah. uncomfortable looking couch. This mansion has a million rooms. I don't care beds. how uncomfortable that couch is. Lex, Lex was looking pretty comfortable until he was rudely woken up by whatever was going on inside <laughs> his head. She, it's just light and soft. Lana just laying on top of you. Just yeah, ninety-eight pounds. Lana yeah. laying on top of you. Yeah. You can breathe and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lex goes to this field, and I mean, I think Kristen does a great job at this, like. Screaming horror! What the hell is going she on? She just saw yeah. a fucking, like a fucking ship abduct Lex in front of her. Like he just disappears in front of her, and just she screams. 
And uh, Milton Fine says that he's preparing Lex. And uh, and then we pan up and we see Lex is gone. Neil Hing's left as the Mark of Zod that's burdened to the ground. Cue the X Files theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I make these X Files jokes because this is a Vancouver show and there's alien stuff. But I mean, yeah, this show stars an alien, so sometimes mm-hmm. it seems like kind of out of out of the ordinary, but it really shouldn't be. I don't know. So at the Kent farm, things are heating up between Martha and Lionel. He's a he's getting a little close there when he's talking to her about yes. the plane. What do you think? Are you shipping them? Um, you see them making. I know, that's be what like, I was. Ta- <laughs> that's what I was talking to Morgan. I was like, why am I like? Oh, Lex and Lana are so hot, and then I'm like, Martha and Lionel better not do it because I'm that big girl. I think it's more of. Um, I feel protective of Martha, yeah. Because, and I feel like if if her and Lionel got together, it would be, it would. It's kind of like say your like your parents mm-hmm. and your father passed away, and you don't yeah. want to see your mother date. Especially you, you like pre- the big evil tycoon in town. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it's it might have something to do with the fact that Jonathan didn't constantly break Martha's heart. <laughs> Over and over again, whether he meant to or not, um, you know, where you know Clark did, did that to Lana. Yeah, yeah. On one, that's the thing about Lana and Clark. On one hand, you want to see them happy and live happily ever after together, being all hot and having sex all the time, but <laughs> you know that they can never be happy. So he needs to break it off and stop breaking her heart over and over and over again. And Lionel's like, you've got integrity, Martha. Uh, <laughs> you're my kind of gal. Um, so uh, Lana drives three hours to the Daily Planet to tell Chloe what she just saw. Like, she's traumatized, <laughs> but yet three-hour drive, why not? Um, and then Chloe tells Clark about it, and uh, Clark says that he's got to talk to Jarrell because... Um, Milton Vine had a plan A, which was to bring Zod through using him and using the fortress. And now we're in plan B. And then he's like, and that means right in the middle of it is Lana, <laughs> you know, cause he's using Lex and he, he admits that maybe Jarrell's warning warnings are just to protect all of us, you know? So he goes in to fortress Jor-El! Oh yes! Wait, you you said we weren't going to see the caves anymore, but we got a little glimpse. Oh, we got Clark. the table, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think we actually see those outside caves, though. I think every once in a while we'll see the the table being used. Um. So, yeah. Um. Jor-El says pain is a part of life, but you can't make it blind you. And he says that Milton Fine is the brain interactive construct. And Zod was imprisoned for crimes that led to the destruction of Krypton, <laughs> just as he'll he's going to do uh, on Earth. And uh, he's got to he's got to kill. It's like his father is telling another 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 daddy is telling him to kill somebody. Um, you got to kill the vessel before it can be inhabited. And here's a big old crystal knife for you to do it with. Oh, that's where that knife came from. Okay. Yeah, it came out of the console. 
Um, yeah, but this kind of makes more sense. You kind of buy that, you know, you buy that Jarrell will tell Clark to kill somebody. Oh, yeah. And you've got, to, I mean, it's like the last, that's the last thing you can do. That's the only thing you can do to stop Zod from coming is to get rid of the vessel. And Clark tells Chloe about this and Lana overhears that he's got to kill Lex, <laughs> which is just like, <laughs> so, so that you don't want yeah. Lana to overhear. Yeah, so uh, Lana's like, "Oh my gosh, Clark, you're you're that into me still that you want to kill my boyfriend?" Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Clark goes to Lionel, and he's like, "Listen, I got to kill the vessel to to stop this." And Lionel's like, "You got to do what you got to do." And Clark's like, "But you're, the vessel is your son." <laughs> uh, crap. So Lionel immediately goes to uh, Lex. He's like, what field did he did he get taken from? Oh, Myers Field? Okay. And then he goes to Myers Field, and that's when Lexus returns. <laughs> I don't know how that worked, but whatever. Lionel says to Lex, you made a deal with the devil, son. He always comes to collect. And that's when Lex elbows Lionel and makes him fly, like, hundreds of feet face first into a windshield. Into a windshield. How did yeah. that not kill him? <laughs> I know. Lionel's made of strong stuff. I have something written down here from... I have to read. <clears throat> okay, from the book of Smallville. <laughs> Although it was ultimately decided to have Zod's spirit take over Lex, initially the idea was for James Marsters to play Zod's true form. Very early on, we had talked about the concept that basically Zod had made Brainiac into his image. So once he came down, he was James Marsters, Al Goff reveals. But we all, including James, sort of decided early on that it wasn't the smartest move. Goff also felt that another good reason for revising the storyline was to offer some opportunities for interaction between Michael Rosenbaum and James Marsters, which hadn't happened much um, in the first half of the season. Breaking the story and really getting into the mechanics of how his plan was going to work in the third act, um, we came up with the idea of Brainiac using Lex as a pawn. We really missed his interaction with Lex. We wanted James and Michael to have a lot of scenes together, yada, yada, yada. There was further advantage to having Lex as Zod. We liked the idea of having Michael Rosenbaum as opposed to some guest star running around. This way we get to see mm-hmm. Lex, what Lex was doing and how ultimately he was a victim of his own evil will. Yeah, I really like this. Okay, because back at Dragon Con during the uh, Michael Rosenbaum <laughs> panel and listening to the podcast with Tom on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, mm-hmm. I was spoiled to the fact that Lex would be Zod. Yeah, and I he's talking that- about doing like some sort of special effects stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds terrible, but this works. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Great. Oh, yeah. Where do you see the next episode? Anyway. Um. <laughs> I know. So I can see that great stunt, the wire work that yeah. they're talking about. Um, so Lex uh, talks to Lana and pretty much just like shoots himself in the, in the hand with a gun to reveal that he's bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And I like this. Re- like we get... What Lana's reaction might be if Clark did the same thing, and she just, and she plays it up as like she backs away in disgust, and then she kind of comes around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's confused. She doesn't understand. She's freaked out. Yeah, you totally know, makes he, sense. That means he's part of the meteor shower. The meteor shower killed her parents. Her life was sad because her parents are gone. And uh, yeah, and but Lex says like I I would never lie to you. So that's what she needs to hear. And. Uh, if you want to be with me, meet me at the top of the Luther Corp roof tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like a whole like sleepless in Seattle play. 
<laughs> and then she goes to Clark and says, "Please explain to what to me what's going on with Lex." And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh," and she was like. <sighs> You still can't do it. You right. still can't be honest with me. You don't trust me. I was just like, do it, Clark. I mean, what is stopping him now? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. She couldn't be in any more danger than she is now. Like, this is the most danger she could ever be in. There's no more danger she could be in by him saying, okay, listen, I'm an alien. I do not understand. This is, it pisses me off sometimes. Um, and she's like, hey, listen, Lex told me his secret, and it doesn't change the way I feel about him. Mm. And, yeah, she really lays into him. She says, I don't know how I ever could have loved you, mm. <laughs> which is just like, holy shit, life to the heart. She, he yeah, she is too. over you. Yeah. Uh, Milton meets up with uh, Lex, I think. No, uh, Clark. And, uh, yeah, right after Lana storms out. And he tells him that, you know, listen, I know your weakness. And you think he's going to say Meteor Rock, but he's like, humans are your weakness. And mm. um, then he's like, I'm going to destroy them all. And um, he just lays his hand on a laptop and every power system in the state just shorts. Like power goes out, computer virus. And the next thing we see is like Metropolis is in utter panic. <laughs> <laughs> the world the is the ending. World. Yeah, I like, know. We have a power outage. Let's loot everybody. <laughs> like it's craziness. So Clark and it's isn't- chaos. It's chaos at the Daily Planet. Is this where you are? That uh, he goes to see. Oh yeah, Chloe at the Daily Planet, and then uh, like a car drives into the Daily Planet, and mm-hmm. he has to whip around and save her. And then she grabs him and kisses him because the writers were like, "Oops, it's the end of season five, and we haven't had a Chloe Clark kiss." <laughs> but it works because it's like, <clears throat> it's the end of the world. I'm gonna kiss yeah. you. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I I'm not gonna get a chance to do this again. And it's so funny. That kiss is like the main picture for the chapter in this book for Vessel. <laughs> like, <clears throat> um, let me read to you from here. A kiss between Chloe and Clark in the episode's final moments made sense in the context of the story, but it also had the added bonus of appealing to a large number of fans. Al Goff explains how this came about. It was one of those things where if the world's going to end, what's she going to do? I think she'd kiss him. Goff goes on to add that the kiss succeeded in making an impression among the audience. It certainly had the desired effect because people talked about it all summer, he notes with a laugh. <laughs> well, well, and also, you know, Lana has moved on with mm-hmm. Lex. What's Clark going to do? Because they're making all these, you know, he's having these conversations with his mother. He's having these conversations with Lois yep. about his next relationship. So I'm sure that is what's on everybody's mind. Is who who is the next lucky lady? And you know, I felt the same way. I mean, this is right here. This is the last episode that I watched, like on DVD. Um, I watched it live from here on out, and I started listening to Starkville's House of L. Um, and yeah, I was very much. I, I I think I was very much a Chloe and Clark shipper. I she just made so much sense. To be well, and he looked like he was really into that kiss. He was oh, kissing gosh. her back. That was really, yeah. Clark was like, because every other time, <laughs> yeah, every other time that she's kissed him, he's been uh, like, oh my god, what's going on? Reluctant. <laughs> yeah. And this, he was, he was kissing her back. Yeah. What has he got to lose? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he could screw up his friendship if she, he'd be, you know. They, I think it comes down to. Bond. I think it comes down to what what girl's your type. Mm-hmm. Is Lana your type? Is Chloe your type? Because like 
Edward, my husband is watching and he's like, oh, Lois is my type. (laughs) (laughs) Is this why you don't like Lois? (laughs) Your husband is uh, sweating her like I'm sweating her. (laughs) No, because I don't pay any attention to what he, you know, because like I will watch something and I'll say, oh, Edward will like this girl. I can pick out his type. Uh, That's cool. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Lois, I just wanted to mention before we get into the rest of the stuff that she and Martha are on the Luther Corp jet. Of course, there's got to be somebody in the plane, in a plane or (laughs) helicopter or something that's in mortal danger. And yeah, like a brainiac is flying this plane and for and Lois looks out the window and I love this. I might have flunked geography, but the last time I checked, the East Coast doesn't look like this. And it's like snowy mountains. Um and yeah, Lois and Martha try to get this pilot's door open to see what the hell is going on, and then the oxygen runs out of the um plane and they both collapse. Lois barely gets the oxygen masks open but doesn't get to them. Mm-hmm. So, so that's and that's what makes me wonder how many Milton finds there are because there here's a Milton find we saw Lionel kill a Milton find mm-hmm. uh, are they unending or are there just four? Mm. I, I, does yeah. the plane have to? Does the, uh, the the spaceship have to make them? Yeah, I'm not sure if you'll get your answers, but um, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Uh, so. This is when we have the confrontation. Five seasons in the making. The confrontation between Lex and Clark. I wrote down everything. (laughs) Clark is mad at Lex because he did this to himself, you know, by playing with, you know, dealing, dealing with Milton Fine. Mm-hmm. And Lex is like, ever since the bridge, you saw yourself as my savior. I thought mm. you had a strong inner core, and yet you lie all the time to all the people you care about. What kind of so sick true. person does that? So true. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I wanted everything you had. At least I walked away with the part you wanted the most. Ugh. God damn. <laughs> Clark yep. says, you're I mean, not it's yourself. So true, it's so true. Clark had the perfect yeah. family, loving, mm-hmm. supportive parents, and Lex wanted that. But he got the girlfriend, and that's all that matters. And Clark says, you're not yourself. And Lex is like, maybe I am. (laughs) Mm. And they start fighting. Oh, it's great stuff. Um, But yeah, it's it's crazy because, yeah, all the stuff that Lex is saying is completely true. But like like we've been following Clark, too. It's not like... We know he's had his reasons. We know he doesn't want to hurt people. It just ends up happening that way. Um, there are some times where I'm like, he should have told Lana. And then there's some times I'm like, I understand why he didn't tell Lana. I don't know. And Lex constantly gives reason why Clark would never tell him. <laughs> um, so they're fighting. They're fighting. Um, and uh, Lex... Uh, Clark finally gets the upper hand on Lex and pulls the knife out and he's holding it to Lex's throat and Milton Fine shows up like the Emperor and he's like, do it! Kill him! (laughs) And Clark refuses and throws the knife into Fine which is totally what he was planning. Um, Because when he gets hit with the knife, it opens the portal for Zod. And Mm. see... This is weird because you're like, why didn't Jarrell tell Clark that this is a possibility? And Al Goff was asked about this in an interview later, and it's just kind of like a script screw up. You know, it, the scene works, but it's like maybe Jarrell should have said something. Uh, Al Goff said that um, when Fine 
was impaled on the console way back in Solitude, mm-hmm. he'd infected yeah. it. And the <gasps> infection modified the dagger that Jarrell gave him. Mm. And this was in the script, but it got cut. <laughs> of course. So, Fine is gone. Zod is here. And he says to Clark, you have your father's eyes. Hello, Kal-El. Hello, mm. And Lex is Lex dead. Lex is dead. And, you know, Zod's not here just to freaking take over. He's here for freaking revenge. He hates Jarl so much that he's going to just ruin Clark. And by ruining him, basically, he's going to send him to the Phantom Zone and he's going to freaking just destroy everybody on the Earth. Like, he's just going to kill everybody. Because, again, humans are Clark's weakness. And then mm-hmm. he throws this ring into the sky and then Clark's like, what the hell was that? And then immediately gets sucked <laughs> into the sky. I know. It's like, oh, my God. Who is going to rescue Clark mm-hmm. Zod from killing all the humans on the planet? Who is going to rescue Lois and Martha in the airplane? Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, here's our other cast members here at the end. Uh, the, you know, like riots, we see riots all over the world. You know, New York, Paris, or I forget what else. Um, I just got a message that described me. Let me just turn that notification off. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, Chloe, yeah, yeah, the world, I wrote down, the world has descended into chaos. People really miss their internet. <laughs> <laughs> because people, these people have turned into complete maniacs in just like a few hours, it seems. Moments, yeah. Yeah, because like you, I just, I'm thinking of the timeline of things. Like that morning, Lex got taken into the ship. This evening, Metropolis is in full riot. Yeah, Lana is like fighting people in the streets. <laughs> yeah, Chloe is desperately trying to get away. Lionel offers her some solace by giving her getting her into the limo, but it turns out this is like almost like a trap. Rioters are shaking the limo and, and pulling them out of there, like it's freaking War of the Worlds or something going on. And uh, so we we leave them in in peril. So Lionel and and Chloe and Lois and Martha and Clark so far complete peril. Lana finally goes up to the top of Luther Corp onto the roof, and it's funny because she's not out of breath. Mm-mm. You would think the elevators aren't working, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she climbed all the way to the top of that tower. <laughs> Um, and there's Lex just looking like a fucking badass <laughs> with that like long trench coat on. <sighs> the dark clouds and the full moon behind him. Like that's such a great shot. And that shot is is actually the inside cover of my DVDs for season five. Mm. And I was looking all over the internet for a copy of it, and it looks like someone like took a photo of the DVD set, and that's like the best copy of that picture. But I really wanted. It. So if anybody's listening and knows where to find that. Like the only copy I found in a Google search was like this. It looked like super texturized. Like someone took a picture of the DVD. Anyway, so dark clouds, full moon behind them, and uh, they just start making out as the world falls apart. Because I know. Lana's like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to fail you. I'm, I'm here for you. You know. Yeah, I mean, like you dreaded Lana and Lex ending up together and it's so much worse lana is now with zod <laughs> yeah, that's right zod oh yeah and you're thinking this from zod's point of view is he's like who the hell is this all right <laughs> why so, not yeah yeah so he, he said lex was dead is mm-hmm. lex really dead or is he kind of a zod slash lex hybrid person well you'll probably find out in the next season of smallville season six <sighs> 
uh, yeah, and our last shot of this is Clark in that sh- that classic uh, Superman movie Phantom Zone shot where they're spinning around in the disc and there's like different, you know, it's like fractals or something. Yeah, um, and you see yeah. the lights going out all over the world. Oh, yes. Oh, so epic. Um, anything more about this episode you want to talk about? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours into our podcast. Um, all right. So uh, this was the last original episode to be broadcast on the WB because next season um, we have the CW um, <laughs> and Smallville's on that. And yeah, this is the last ep- original episode, not just of Smallville, of any show on the, on the WB. This is the last one that was shown on the WB. Um, the finale also included a seven minute preview of Superman Returns. So it was right around that time. All right. So, episode of the week. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's got to be Vessel, right? Gosh, no no competition. Oh, we've been talking for nearly two and a half hours, so we probably don't want to go over what our favorites of the season are, unless you want to quickly do that. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, were there a lot of, Was there a lot of filler? Um, I thought we were going to do a, a, a podcast all about filler um, until we realized <laughs> – until I said let's wa- watch the rest of season five. Um, let me bring up my episode list here and I'll walk us through. Okay. So Arrival, we have the Disciples of Zod showing up. Oh. We have the whole mortal arc, mm-hmm. right? We have Aquaman. Yeah, that was great. Oh, my gosh. That was wonderful. I love that so much. We have Lana turning into a vampire. That was great, campy, cheesy fun. We got uh, Aquaman. Yep. We have uh, Luke Duke shows up, and yeah, Lana, Lana hits the pole. Um, oh. That, that <laughs> the Silver Kryptonite episode. I thought that was great. Clark mm-hmm. completely paranoid, and Tom knocks it out of the park there. Um, and Fine is uh, revealed in solitude that he's trying to. So he takes off Lexmas. What a great episode. Oh, I love that episode. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Fanatic with the bald girl. Terrible. Locked, locked down when the, the, we got Lex and Lana in the panic room. Uh, not a great episode, but Lex and Lana are hot. Yep. Yep. That's the beginnings like, oh, of it. Yep. They're going to get together. Reckoning. Oh, reckoning. Like, I think it's probably my favorite of the season. Yeah, it's the best. Oh, Reckoning so and Lexmas. Yeah. Are the best of the season. Then we have Vengeance, eh, Tomb, eh. <laughs> Cyborg. Huh. It's okay. Yeah. Hypnotic. I'm more of a, eh, you're more of a, huh, right? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Then, yeah, Void. Uh, that was the Flatliners episode. Uh, Fragile, glass-breaking girl, but also Lex and Lana getting hot together. Uh-huh. Mercy is the Saw episode. Fade is the uh-huh. Invisible Man episode. Uh-huh. Oracle is Milton Fine playing Jonathan Kent. And then, uh-huh. of course, Vessel. So, yeah, I mean, Vessel, lock, uh, uh, Reckoning, Lexmiths. So okay. good. And I, I got to... Yeah. I, I just love the, the Clark being mortal arc as well. You know? It's yes. Just, if you're just joining us, Clark Kent has been shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to go through all the KOs with you, but I, yeah, I mean, we already talked about who was knocked out the most. It was Lex. Nine times. 
That brings his count up to 35 times he's been knocked out in this episode. Wow. <laughs> so- <laughs> he, he is like uh, a uh, candidate for Parkinson's and <laughs> dementia, Alzheimer's. And- yeah. And he's got this he's bald like head. You would think there's like there'd be like huge dents in it at this point, you know. <laughs> like Herrick does a great job at hiding up, hiding a long-lasting injuries. But um, how about who do you think comes in second place for chaos of the season? Alana. Close. No, Lana was in third place. Jonathan. Seven. Nope. I don't know. Martha. Nope. It was Lois. Lionel. It was really? Lois. Yeah, well, eight she, times. Yeah, she did. She's she been knocked get, out. Okay. Yeah, she, I was just thinking. Yeah, she did get knocked out quite a bit on the mm-hmm. airplane. Uh, the tap. Uh, she hit her head on the, the diving board. Mm-hmm. She was uh, chloroformed yeah. by the orderly and. Um. Mm. Yeah, she's been knocked out ten times so far in the two seasons she's been here, and eight of those are this season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we should keep up with how many people uh, are in the silhouette shower. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I should have been keeping that list. That's a good what, list. What body double is doing that? <laughs> um, interestingly enough, Martha's been around for five seasons. Um, and she's been knocked out 13 times. And seven of them were in this season. Mm. So Martha gets more screen time and more, more knockout time. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe actually is the person that's been knocked out the least. She only got knocked out three times this season. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So next week, and I got to say, give me I'm, my, give me I'm, my teases. I'm so excited because this is the first uh, season of Smallville that's um, on Blu-ray, and I'd already ordered my first Smallville Blu-ray season six. Um, we have four episodes to talk about. <clears throat> Uh, Zod <laughs> Sneeze <laughs> Wither And Arrow <laughs> Arrow yeah. Here are your teases Two new recurring characters Join the cast uh, Your next tease uh, is I'm, Okay two new oh. recurring characters mm-hmm. Well obviously it will be Justin Hartley <laughs> And You mean Aquaman? Wait uh, we already have an Aquaman What are you talking about? <laughs> I know that's so confusing <laughs> uh, Okay I think I know Okay I will not look at IMDb Stop Please looking don't. at IMDb Don't DB. do that Okay Let me, let me Smack your okay. imaginary IMDb hands <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of go along with that. You've already kind of figured it out, but you know, I just I know another member of the Junior Lifeguard Association shows up. Um, mm-hmm. We get our first look at Jarrell's Kryptonian prison, the Phantom Zone. So I get a get a peek at the Phantom Zone. Uh, Martha and Jarrell have their first chat, where I think the wow. only way he talked to her before was when he uh, revitalized her ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't actually talk to her He just beamed her <laughs> uh, Clark gets a new power Oh There's a costume ball Ooh And uh, Clark has a mission for season 6 And it is established in these first episodes It's like one of the first seasons Where Clark actually has like this mission Hmm mm-hmm. Well is this the Fat Clark season? I don't know when Fat Clark is coming along. Clark, wasn't it Tom that said that? 
Tom Tom said <laughs> yes. one season he was bulky. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I think it's season eight because I think of the season premiere Odyssey and I think he's looking kind of bigger than he usually was. But I don't know. Um, I, I look forward to you telling me whether he looks fatter than the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not like that. I'm sure it's he's just doesn't have the six pack or whatever. And I'm sure after he works out like a week, he gets it back. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So um, thank you, everybody, for sticking around with us uh, for at least two and a half hours for this episode and for uh, many episodes before that. And like I said, we are halfway through Smallville. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're due to finish up in July. Yeah, and there's no way we're stopping. No, we, we don't want to wait. Not, we do not want to wait. We are not putting this on hold to do another show. We <laughs> well, are, are going to be doing it on another show. We are going to be doing another show, but uh, I asked I asked you how many you're, you want to do a week, and you said four. So I'm going to try my hardest to keep up, <laughs> and I'm going to hope that you're not going to like jump ahead. Um, but, I mean, this should, this should be a good week for you because um, – yeah, yeah, I, I feel like I ahead, will be satisfied. Go ahead and watch eight up ep- eight episodes for this podcast, and uh, we're actually recording Thursday, I think. So, and you know, and that's only just a few days away. So, rather than a whole week. Yeah. All right. So, uh, see you in season six, stuff. I know. Okay, wait. Let's go. All let's right. go watch uh, Zod. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited.